support a healthy immune system with Go Healthy Verdefence 60s from Chemist Warehouse, now $23.99. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Hello world, kia ora Aotearoa, welcome into your Friday morning of sport. What can I smell? The weekend. And I smell some big sporting stories to discuss with you around New Zealand, around the world, wherever you may be. Welcome into Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Daniel McCarty in the chair once more for our uh, wonderful Israel Dag, who is in France, of course. Our number, and make sure you use it today. Why would you not? 0800 150 811. You can text the show on the Temper Bedpost text machine, double eight double three. Gee, we've got a big show for you. Don't worry, Kempi's here. He's a man of the people. He's on the road. We'll hear from him in just a second. Let me give you a lay of the land firstly with international cricket. Uh, the lay of the land is at Raul Pundi. Uh, after about a 20-minute shower, uh, the drainage at that ground sucks. There looks like there are a number of lakes on the outfield. I don't think we're going to get much more cricket, it would seem, from my rather uneducated perspective with uh, regard to Roel Pundi's training um, at that ground. New Zealand were on the cusp of a record total at the ground. Um, Well positioned with uh, six balls, seven balls remaining in their innings. This is the fourth T20 International, uh, Pakistan leading the series by two to one. We're 164 for five. Mark Chapman, 71 off 42, not out. The guy's unstoppable. He scored about 180 runs this series, got out once, strike rate of 150. He's a little beaut, uh, the left-hander. He's had a fantastic uh, series, so we'll continue to follow that. Uh, as far as uh, guests coming up on the show, Fight for Life, that is huge this weekend now, is it not? Uh, over the next week or so, and there was a press conference yesterday. We sent, uh, sent down our intrepid reporter, a man who looks like he could go 12 rounds with anyone. Uh, Ricardo Ball uh, spoke with uh, former Sevens great DJ Forbes, who takes on Xiaomi Farmawina, let's not forget that one. So we'll play that interview after 7 o'clock. David Choate drops by to drop some knowledge on the Wellington Phoenix big game against Winston Sydney Wanderers tonight, hunting a playoff appearance. That's from 9 o'clock. Full coverage right here on SCNZ. Don't forget that. So Choate joins us after 8 o'clock. Jamie McKinnon. Uh, talks uh, Alexandra Park Harness racing with us. He is the club president. Looking forward to uh, uh, hearing his dulcet tones. And the Warriors and the All Blacks. How many people have played for them? Mm, I wonder why we need to discuss this. Sir John Kerwin has. Sir John Kerwin will no doubt uh, offer some very insightful and um, strong opinions when it comes to the big news of the day that uh, broke, what, just what, 11, 11 hours ago? Roger Tuovasashek is... He's coming home, is he not, Kempi? He's heading back to the NRL, to the One New Zealand Warriors. Good morning to your friend. Where are you, firstly, mate? Where are you? Mate, mate good morning. Good morning, Dan. Yes, uh, I'm on the road. I've got a family uh, event to attend this weekend and uh, just headed out uh, back, actually, on Sunday. So I'll be back in the studio with you on Monday. But the news coming out of Auckland last night that RTS is signed to come back to the Warriors is, uh, I think, Probably the biggest news that we've had in this country since Chris Wood signing for the Phoenix. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, mate, look, it, I think from, from Roger's point of view, it's, uh, it's a need that he's seen, I reckon, over the last 12 months with the, the changing of the competition and the way that it's been expansive and exciting um, post-COVID. Uh, really surprising that he hasn't taken the easy option to get another five or six years out of playing rugby in Japan because, uh, you know, at, at 30, coming back to the Warriors for a couple of years, we're going we're gonna to at least get a chance to see Roger Tuivasa-Sheck run around again in the game of rugby league. But um, it's, it's really a, the question around 
how long is it going to take him to adapt back to rugby league from rugby union? Because there's de definitely is a question mark around that as well. Uh, your initial reaction, I I'm assuming you probably weren't shocked that he returns to the NRL, M maybe at you know, announcing it in April with so much water to go under the bridge. Uh, but but from my perspective, I look, I look back at what he has done in rugby and he's he's in a real fight to, to go to a World Cup, which is, of, of course, got to be at the top of his thinking as far as desire uh, of things to achieve. Um, will he crack a 33-man squad? I'm not sure. That midfield uh, sort of scenario is quite um, heavily littered, isn't it, Kempe? Barrett, Yawani, Havili, Jack Goodhue's back from injury, Leonard Brown, Quintupaya, they've all got plenty of experience in international footy. Billy Proctor, Thomas Umanga Jensen are, are fast comers. Heck, even Levi Amor uh, from Moana Pacifica hasn't uh, announced which side he will play for. So what, did he? do you think he, he sensed, what, writing on the wall, the tea leaves, or is it more about wanting to just get back to rugby league that it is, it's a, it's a better product and more suited to him? Look, I think, Dan, is a, is a bit of both, really. I think, you know, you'd have to say that with Razor coming in, a, a, a conversation's probably had about the makeup of what his all-black team looks like. Um, and you'd be naive to think that Roger and his team haven't spoken to Razor about that. And I wouldn't be surprised if the same is been had with uh, the lead into the World Cup this year that Roger's probably um, listed down, like you said, on, on on a few of those other outside backs. My my take on this, Dan, um, straight away is that the rugby union have got this wrong right from the get-go. They should never have played him at second 5-8. They should have started him out wide on the wing, possibly give him a look at fullback um, if need be. But to use him up as a battering ram in, in at second 5-8 was just a waste of talent. Uh, we know that he's got great footwork, uh, but when you've got a defensive line that's basically a metre away from you every time you get in the football, even Roger Tuivasa-Sheck has found it hard to adapt into that game. Coming back to rugby league, though, you know, there's not too many... When you're talking about beating players, there's not too many players with the natural ability that go out there and just play rugby league. You know, most of them are robots these days. They're big, fit men that are told which lines to run, um, which holes to hit, as opposed to throwing the football to someone like a Roger, Joey Manu, a James Tedesco, uh, Latrell Mitchell-type player, and they can absolutely just tear teams apart. So, you know, when you when you look at what Roger can do to a 10-metre defensive line, mate, I'm really excited. I think I think signing-wise for the Warriors, and, and one of the weakest areas in our, our club is in the outside backs. And I think that's where Roger goes to. I think he goes straight back into a centre position. Um, I think he plays a, a similar role to what Joey Manu does at, at Sydney City, where he gets a bit of a free range. You know, he pops up at fullback. He pops up in that sixth position as a sweeper. He gets to flow around both sides of the field um, because he's just a natural footballer. And I can see Roger sort of doing that part of um, the role for the Warriors is what Joey Manu does for Sydney City. Yeah, players who make defenders miss, as I often describe it as, make a player miss on defence, it's just worth their weight in gold. And, and that guy in space, and this sort of goes to your point about where he was played in rugby union, it, it sort of didn't make sense. And I don't think uh, many people out there would probably disagree with you on that front, Dave. I, I, for one, always naturally thought of 15 or 14 or 11 uh, was the place that you stick in and give them some time. Uh, he hasn't had a whole heap of time, but by my math and discretion of eyes, maths involved, uh, only 25 games of footy um, when you count 15 appearances for the Blues, six games for Auckland, three test matches, uh, and one game for the All Blacks 15. It's not, a, it's not a massive sample size. In those three test matches, two were substitution appearances where he played about 10 minutes, um, and he got 70 minutes against Japan. 
Um, yeah, so 90 minutes of Test rugby is played. Um, you know, it's a heck of an achievement to be a dual international as he is. So, um, you know, the really nasty people will say he's a flop in rugby, but it's uh, more about, you know, recognising uh, where's my worth. And, and, and his stock is still very high in the NRL and rugby league circles, right, Kempe, uh, even though he's been out of the game for a little bit. There's a, there's a couple of parts to that question, Dan. You know, like the first one, I think every NRL club at 7 o'clock last night when the Warriors announced that Roger Tuivasa-Shek was coming home are kicking themselves that they weren't in the in the argument. Because as we know, talent, look at Jack White, and apparently he's, he's, he's possibly signed a contract with Celts. The Dolphins have come in real late to try and steal them from under, underneath the, the noses of South Sydney. And of course, you've got Canberra at the back because they know that players of Jack Whiten's calibre are just so far and few between. So from an NRL perspective, I think all the NRL clubs are kicking themselves this morning going, why weren't we part of that conversation? And the second part of that, and I've read the, the doomsdayers about Roger Tuivasa-Shek, come on, he got a black jersey. Now, you tell me any other league player that can come back, be thrown into a 12 jersey like Roger had been and get himself an all-black jersey. Now, there'll be people say, well, he got picked because he was Roger Tuivasa-Shek. Well, I don't, I don't believe that. I, look, I think what he's achieved, you've got to take your hat off to him. He went back with a vision to make the All Blacks. He's done that. He's a dual international. We can't take that away from him. No one is ever going to be able to take that away from him. Um, but I just think that they've missed the boat with putting Roger in that 12 jersey. Like, like you said, Dan, 11, 14, 15, where he gets the ball. You know, they're talking about his kicking game. Mate, I know a lot of people in rugby that can't kick a football. Um, but Rod, you know, none of them have the, the open space running like Roger does, and I just thought he ne was never, ever given that chance of, um, I guess, showing what he could do in the 11, especially the 11 or the 14 jersey. So, mate, I'm a no, I don't really care. I'm happy that he's coming back to the rugby league. <laughs> I, can see, I, can, I can see that what, that Roger coming back and playing a more mature role as an outside back. We we all know at the Warriors that the area we're struggling is outside backs. You know that Charles Nickel Clockstead's got that number one jersey tied up for two a couple more years. He's a marquee signing. He ain't going anywhere um, from that fullback position. What great cover to have if Roger does have to go there if Chance is um, injured. But to have him playing in that role like Joey Manu in the centres, mate, I can't wait for that game when Joey Manu comes up against Roger Tuivasa-Shek. What what a mouth-watering um, experience that's going to be. And just from this text here from Mark, you know, don't worry about what, what happened yesterday with the signing. What about South Sydney last night? Seriously, Mark, that had to be close to the game of the year. And um, just quietly, we picked that one, Dan, that South would get up against Penrith. They got the wobbles. And, uh, yep, they were one of my finalists later on for the year, and they looked like it last night too when they ran it down in the 78th minute. Uh, in fairness, Kempe, you got that right. You got that right. I think even by the the correct margin, I, I said it was a toss of a coin game, six points either way. I was trying to, you know, straddle the base and reserve picket fence before finally going uh, the Panthers in the end. So I, I bow down to you on this occasion. Uh, so you've heard the thoughts of Kempe. Uh, what about you? Um, our can't wait question of the day, and this is surely your calling today. Surely your calling today. We will take your cause wherever possible. 0800 150 811. 
Uh, give us a holler. We would love to get your reaction on the Kennards Hire phone line. What is your reaction to the news that Roger Tuivasa-Shek is turning his back on rugby, returning to rugby league and rejoining the One New Zealand Warriors? Uh, feel free to join us at any stage. Go on, give us a call now if you want. 0800-150-811. You could also text us on double eight double three on the temper bedpost at text machine. Uh, Tim writes here, Benji was a flop, RTS was not. Yeah, I, I I think I I think those you know critics of him in a rugby uh, circle might have had um, their opinion sort of coloured by expecting a guy to who was at the height of the NRL to just transpose uh, himself at the height of another sport. Uh, I I had lower much lower expectations. Um, uh, guy who was what twenty seven twenty eight years of age. Uh, I never felt like he had a lot of runway, a lot of runway to get this right. That that he would have to hit the ground running. And when you're at the, the later stages of your career, um, you know, you hear the, talk, the clock ticking a little bit louder, don't you, Kempi? And uh, I, I just think he's, looked 15, 16 months down the line going, yeah, my market value's over there. That sport's humming along. Difficult uh, time in New Zealand rugby, although the midfield is quite congested. That's where they see me. I'm better off, I'm better off returning to what I know and what I know I can do very well. But you're, you're telling me he's going to play centre. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, look, I, I, I guarantee you he's going to play centre. I don't think he's going to take that number one jersey off chance being a, a marquee player at fullback. And I'd much rather throw Roger in the centres than throw Chance in there. I think I think uh, Roger's played a lot of outside backs at Sydney City, won a grand final in, in that position out there, um, would slot quite easily into that role in rugby league. You know, it's really interesting, Dan, that you make um, those calls and around heading back. Like... The question really has to be asked, like, what happens to the salary cap, but what happens to some of the marquee players? Like, you've got Sean Johnson still to be signed, Mon- um, Marcelo Montoya. Uh, you know, there's a couple of outside um, back rowers that are still being being uh, looked at. But what also happens to the the, the likes of Adam Pompey and 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 uh, young centres coming through Valia when you've got Roger now? Taking up one of those marquee spots out there in the in the three and the four, um, possibly the two and the five jersey. So, I think weeks ahead are going to be really interesting. Um, but yeah, it is it is done. The deal's done. Rogers coming home. I think Andrew Webster, just with what he's achieved in the last seven weeks, has really um, attacked this one well with with negotiating with Roger. Roger can obviously see some really good things happening at the club. And and to be honest. I'm as surprised as everyone else. I thought at his age, Roger's body would have been suited to just, I guess, playing as much um, rugby for as long as possible, picking up as much as he could financially. But he obviously still has some goals in the NRL and who better to do that with with the Warriors? Because I think one thing and one regret that Roger would have is that he left under a cloud. Um, He didn't really get to achieve what he wanted to achieve at the Warriors. And possibly he sees the future at the Warriors as a chance to maybe get in there and uh, get through the finals and, and even contend for a grand final. So, you know, it wouldn't have been a decision he made overnight. This talk he was talking since December. So, you know, we're talking nearly May, five months later, he's come up with an answer. And I'm so happy he's coming back to the Warriors. So he'll uh, wrap up his time on this deal in his age 33 years. So he could still go uh, for one of those cushy junkets uh, you're uh, suggesting. Can uh, be 33, um, you know, athletes provide, and his body hasn't always um, held up over the last couple of years, especially. 
Um, you know, he still might be able to, to do that, but uh, clearly uh, unfinished business, not only with the one New Zealand Warriors, but in the NRL as well. Uh, hey, what say you? 0800 150 811. Give us a call on the Kennards Hire phone line or text us, double eight double three. And There's so many ways you could uh, look at this uh, from, whether it's what position he plays at the Warriors, how do you judge his time in rugby, knowing well, he still has a bit of rugby to play, of course. But what's your reaction overall to the news? Uh, RTS returning uh, to Rugby League and rejoining the One New Zealand Warriors is our can't-wait question of the day. So John Kerwin will be our major voice a little bit later in the programme. After 8 o'clock, we'll talk to him um, about all sides of this debate. He is very well positioned, having played, of course, for the Warriors and the All Blacks as well. Uh, Mark writes here, uh, I'm glad RTS is coming back to the Waz uh, and not those dirty, cheating Roosters. Good on you, Mark. Shots fired. Fantastic stuff. It's 20 minutes after 6 o'clock. You are listening to Daniel and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Go on, join us. We really, really want to hear from you today. Really needed some Blame It on the Rain by Millie Vanilli right there, uh, Kempi, because the fourth T20 international between New Zealand and Pakistan has been abandoned due to rain. Uh, it wasn't just rain, it was hail. A hailstorm came down quite vigorously. I'm not sure how much water actually fell. Uh, but by the look of the outfield in Rolpundi, a lot. There were like lakes everywhere. Uh, I'm not sure if it's the greatest uh, draining facility in the world. Uh, they made a pretty quick call. So the game has been abandoned. Uh, Pakistan still lead the series uh, 2-1. So it goes to a decider. Um, can New Zealand level the series in the fifth and final one? Uh, we will find out next week. Uh, if you are interested, New Zealand were batting first after being sent in and were 164 for the loss of five wickets. Latham made 13, Bowes made 54 off 38. Young six, Mitchell three, uh, Rajan Ravindra eight. Uh, the key man, Mark Chapman, was not out. 71 off 42. He combined with Bowes for a 50 standoff, uh, 43 balls, 54 off 43. And then uh, 46 off 30 balls between he and Rutch and Ravindra. Chapman got 42 off 18 in that stand. He's an absolute blinder this series, so a real shame for New Zealand um, that uh, the game has been abandoned. So their chance of winning the series outright is gone, Berger. Uh, so that's the very latest there. Uh, today, the can't-wait question of the day clearly relates to Roger Tuovasashi and the, the multifaceted way you could look at it. We want your reaction, you know, the key points that you're pondering. With regard to him leaving rugby at the end of the year, returning to uh, the One New Zealand Warriors on a three-year deal from 2024 onwards. Uh, really interested to get your perspective, whether it's on the temper bed post text machine or pick up the phone. We'd love to hear some voices, wouldn't we, Kempe? We want to hear some voices today. Well, I'm pretty sure that um, they're still in shock themselves, all the listeners out there. They'll come, they'll come in thick and fast. Don't worry about that. Um, but we've got plenty of, uh, I guess, conversation in and around what that means not only just to the Warriors but to the competition too Dan I think you know one of the things that people probably will miss is is did the NRL actually play a part in signing a marquee player back from rugby union given the fact that Eddie Jones has made such a song and dance about signing NRL players out of the NRL with Joseph Suwali uh, signing out of the Roosters to go back to rug, rugby union in Australia so um, I'm pretty sure a conversation in and around that salary support because you'd have to think Roger would have to be another million-dollar signing a season would come from the NRL, um, given the fact that they do have uh, a little bit of a contingency plan in the NRL to, to say, well, we actually support this because it's better for our game, um, as opposed to help, uh, helping and support our players shifting across to rugby union. You might not have enough time here. We've got about a minute, minute, uh, two minutes to head off to the news here, Kempe. Uh, the other, the other person's phone is probably ringing red hot. I would have thought Sean Johnson's manager. 
can you can you fit him in the cap? I, I guess we don't know all the details here, but the way he's playing it this year, um, he he warrants a pretty sizable check in twenty twenty four, does he not? Well, you'd say so, wouldn't you? You'd say so. Like he's got to be up there in the top three halfbacks in the competition at the moment. He's sitting second in the comp, the comp as a as a team, and he's he's been a big part of getting them there. Look, the, I don't think there's any marquee money left. You know, the the I guess the um, rumor is he's on five hundred k a year now. Can they fit that under the salary cap? Only time will tell. Do they do they sign Roger? Well, I don't think they've got the depth not to sign him. And I think if he continues this type of form throughout the year. Um, yeah, it's going to be a really interesting one. You did write about the manager phoning Dan. He, he would have been on the phone straight away. Where's my money? <laughs> yeah, he, he was probably making some outgoings too, fair to say, uh, Kimpy, for sure. Uh, is Sean Johnson worth more now than what he's on this year, based on what you've seen? I, I know it's very early in the season. There's so much you know to transpire this year. But, but is, there, is there a good reason for his manager to ask even more? Well, you'd have to – well, put it this way. Um, Trent Robinson dropped Sam Walker this week out of the Sydney, Sydney, Sydney City Roosters number seven jersey, and he's had to move Joey Manu to number six and Luke Carey to number seven. Now, if Sean Johnson come on the market, I can guarantee you Nick Politis and Trent Robinson are in the market with him. You know what I mean? Because they put him in that Rooster side alongside all those great players. He probably could do the same thing as what he's doing for the Warriors now. So, yeah, he's, I hope, hopefully his manager's a smart man, um, Sean. Because, you know, given that his form's okay, he would be on, on offered some decent money um, to stay around for next year. Thoughts of Tony Kemp to continue through to 9am right here on Izzy for, and Kempy for breakfast. Daniel McCarty in for uh, Izzy. We want to hear from you on the temper bed post text machine, double eight double three. But don't be shy. Give us a call as well. We won't buy it. 0800 150 Our can't wait question of the day. Your reaction to the news. Uh, RTS returning to rugby league from next year and the one New Zealand Warriors. Right now, though, it is bang. No, it's not. It's 29 minutes away from 7 o'clock. Oh, dear. I'm going to get told off by Aroha. We're a little bit late. But uh, uh, here's Aroha with the news for Kubota together we are shaping and building New Zealand. One bourbon, one scotch, one beer. Two of those sound the Friday same, night. but anyway, what do I know? What do I know, <laughs> mate? What do I know? It's Friday morning. Friday tipples coming up a little bit later here on this uh, this fine broadcast. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Daniel McCarty in for Izzy. Uh, plenty of correspondence rolling in about RTS. We'll start uh, your feedback in just a moment. But without any further ado, he's stepping up to the plates. There's a gap. There's a, we're filling a void, a very important void. Let's go to Neeps, the latest in the headline. Yeah, I'm always very lost without Joe in the studio, to be fair. I always get a bit worried, you know, a bit upset just because Joe's not sitting beside me. But it's very nice that Kimby's popped up to Kitty to pick me up a kilogram of snapper. So thanks for that, Kimby. I really appreciate it. Hey, just in some headlines, all thanks to... Uh, Bunnings Trade, power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. Just jumping into the NBA, uh, even without Stephen Adams and Ja Morant, the Grizzlies managed to get it done over the LA Lakers in their in their um, playoff game this uh, yesterday. So uh, they'll head to LA for the third game in the series. And uh, if you hadn't you heard the news already, Roger Tuivasa Sheck has signed for the voter for, uh, for the one New Zealand Warriors for 2024. Oh my God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. What's Procedure, everyone. What's the procedure? Stay f- calm. Wait, 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 wait. Everybody, f- calm down. 
Yeah, um, that's pretty much how everyone was feeling at about 7 o'clock last <laughs> night. And um, Kempi was kind enough to reach out to our good mate Izzy to grab his thoughts on this. Never got his chance to fulfil his full potential, I feel. I think he played the wrong position. I've always said that. Um, maybe somewhere in the outside's a wing. Fullback would have been his best chance. His biggest asset is his agility and his speed. When you play to, uh, 12, you're just a ball runner. You're a battle ram and... Yeah, unless you like Sunny Bull and you can offload and and get over the advantage line, I think it was going to be a hard ask for him. So, yeah, I can understand he's going back to the Warriors. Um, I would have liked to have seen more of him in a reunion in another position, but it wasn't meant to be. Uh, he's still young and, well, he'll go back and play on the outsides and, yeah, show his class and show what he could have done in rugby if he had a chance to play on the outsides. But, no, I think he got... Uh, Dicked around in there, so didn't get his chance and to play his right position. That's my take anyway. That's your headlines, boys. Trades and builders power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. That, that's an above medium heat take too. I like that. There's a, there's a bit of heat in that, and he makes a lot of sense, is he, for sure. Although Ma'a sends his best, is he? Uh, just a battering ram. Just a battering <laughs> ram these days. You know, Not a complete footballer that he uh, ultimately turned out to be. I'm just being mean. Yeah, that's that's really really interesting to hear that, that from Izzy. How about um, some of the people who uh, can be out there? Temper Bear Post uh, text machine stand to roll in. Go on, give us a call too. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Ken writes, uh, "I'm stoked. He's back to where he belongs, and good on him for honouring his word." Writes Ken. Uh, Anthony, hi guys. RTS should just go now. NZRU, let him go. Bring in a young guy and uh, in for the Blues. I disagree with that one though. Like he's not going to land a a big deal this year. Most uh, of the money in the NRL is tied up already, right? The competition started, and why would NZR let him go? He he could still go to a World Cup. I think he, only injuries will see that happen. And how about this? The Blues, the Blue, they want to win the darn thing, right? They want to win the thing, don't they, Kempi? What's wrong with the winning Super Rugby? Well, you have you have people like that that come out every now and then, Dan and. You know, when they say, just let him go, that means they're disappointed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah fair enough, um, and you get, And you're going to get that. You're going to get, you know, Ken, he's a really massive supporter of the Blues. You know, sad to see RTS leave rugby. Warriors didn't see that coming. Um, I didn't see that coming, but he does seem to get injured a lot. Was never going to play on the outside for the Blues. Uh, and me, and there's many other better options. So good luck to Roger. And that's from, Cheer, that's from Ken who says, cheers, who's a mad Blues supporter. And, and look, I think you've got, you're going to have happy and sad people. Like, yes. you know, you've got to remember, like most of us, like we all came through the rugby union ranks and we all had aspirations of playing in the black jersey. Not many of us play in both, you know. Hmm. And I just want to tip my hat to Roger for sticking to his guns and getting that dream of wearing an all-black jersey because we're never going to take that away from him. He went back, he made the all-blacks, he got the jersey, and he's coming back to rugby league like Sonny Bull. And is he, he, he was on the money, you know. Of course he's an outside back. Of course he didn't really get to see his best in rugby union. But now he comes back into a sport that he's actually going to, um, I think, flourish in. And, uh, mate, they, they get, they're coming off the back fence at the moment. Here, Dan, but we'll have that all morning with with these people in both rugby union, rugby league, with an opinion that um, I don't really care. He's coming home. <laughs> He's coming home. He's coming home. 
it's a select group who've played for both the Kiwis and the All Blacks. Can't be that big. Off the top of my head, what? Sonny Bill, of course. Um, Roger Tuivasa-Sheck. What? Frano Botica. George, ne- George Napier. Mate, you've had some George great... Napier. Yeah, that's where Napier gets his name from, the great George Napier. What do you reckon, Napes? Um, well, I, that's what I like to tell everyone. But in fact, my mum's just from Tianao and there was another bloke in Tianao called Napier and she really liked the name. So I'll tell you that I'm named after George Napier, but it's not actually true. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely been the second half of that story. <laughs> hey, the guy, the guy from Tianao called Napier, he's a really right. nice guy, but it doesn't quite have as, right, as much Napier? weight as George Napier. 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 My Lord, if you could bring back an athlete from, um, you know, who, who's long gone and longer into today. George Neep, how here I am, boys. To see here I he, am. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, come on, mate. Are you comparing yourself to George Neep? No, yeah. I would never do My such a thing. Lord. I've got no level of athletic prowess that? compared to George Neep. Yeah. <laughs> Can we clip hey, that? Dan, hey, Dan. Can we- Dan, I just want to touch on on players that didn't go that well going the other way that were great outside backs, you know, which is a, you know, other if you're out there, Texas on double eight, double three, but here's just a few. Um, to think about John Schuster, all right, he oh, was a show. great second five. Uh, Kipper Gallagher, what a player. yep, you know what I mean. You got Kipper Gallagher. You also got Posty Innes, Craig Innes, um, Jewel Internationals. Obviously, Ridgey, he's another one. Mark Ellis, well, Craig Innes was a jewel, wasn't he? Mark Ellis, and of course, John Curran will be joining us later on in the show this morning. So, there's half a dozen of them on the outside backs that some made it and some didn't. Yeah. Uh, and, and what I take out of what Kimby has just pointed out, there's no guarantee you're going to meet success just because you're outstanding in one. You know, it, it is quite a transition. It is quite a transition. It's 20 minutes away from 7 o'clock, Al. I can't wait question of the day. Can't wait to hear more from you on double eight double three on the Temper Bed Post text machine. Give us a call on the uh, Kenatai phone line uh, anytime, but especially now because it is that time of the morning. It is the Kimpy quiz, we're calling it. The Kempe Quiz, call now to have your chance at a $50 TAB bonus bet. Give us a call, 0800-150-811. It is now 19 away from 7. Hey, you know we're finally here, right? Where are we? It's Quizzy Dag on SENZ Wood. It's Quizzy Dag on SENZ Wood. It's Quizzy Dag on SENZ Wood. It's Quizzy Dag, 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 Dag. You thought you did a Z and can't be But the questions stress you out, yay The quiz master is getting busy But uncle's clues would give you gout Think you can beat them, try your luck Losing, they're gonna call you chump T.A.B. bonus bets, they're on us T.A.B., T.A.B., T.A.B. Quizzy Dag and T.A.B. bonus bets Don't ask Google all your slay it's quizzing tag on SENZ Wood. It's quizzing tag. Oh, we want that weekend. It's tag on SENZ Love that track. Aroha can always belt out a tune. Has always been able to belt out a tune as our beloved Aroha. Hasn't she done? Very good. Uh, we're roll reversal. We're changing things up because Kimby's on the road uh, on the Quizmaster. My apologies already, team. Uh, and you're going to offer the clues, Kimpy. Is that right? That, that's right. I'm going to bust out the clues. So I've got them all ready for you. You do where you go, Dan. I have so much faith, though, in even knowing uh, SCNZ audience that so they're not going to need any clues today. Isn't that right, Luke? Welcome <laughs> in. 
Morning, how are we? I'm good, mate. What about you? How are you feeling? Go on, give me your pulse. Uh, heart racing? Are you calm, cool, collected? Yeah, I am going fishing this morning, so I'm uh, building up nicely. Well, hopefully we've got a good yarn to bore people with um, after a successful run <laughs> through the quiz. Uh, good luck on Quizzy Dag. How many games did Roger Tuivasa-Shek, you may have heard of him, play for the Blues? 15. Wow. One from one. One from one. I don't think Kempe, um was expecting you to get that. Are you surprised, Kempe? I am. I am. I thought, geez, look, I, I had a couple of good clues too. I had, do you know who Alan Houston is, Luke? <laughs> Brilliant. The wee winger. Wow. Or a fullback. Uh, the Champions League semi-finals have been confirmed. Manchester City will face Real Madrid. What two teams will contest the other semi-final? Luke? Uh, Milan. Inter Milan. <laughs> it's one half. What, two teams? Oh. What? We can't say Milan. And Milan. What? Nah. Nobody likes a corrector. I love them. AC Milan. <laughs> but we'll give it to you. We'll give it to you. Luke's in fuego early. Look out, Dunners. Look out, Dunners. Hey, before <laughs> the match was abandoned, who had top scored for the Black Caps in this morning's T20 International against Pakistan and Rao Pundi? Oh, I'll need a clue on this one. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. When, when it's hot, you put a lot of this stuff on your lips because they are. <laughs> oh, <laughs> chapstick, Mark Chapman. <laughs> I have no idea how you got that. Good on, good on you, Luke. All right. Is this the very last? Two to go. No, there's two to go. Two to go. Two to go. Oh, you're nearly there, Luke. Nearly running the gauntlet. Oh, hey, yeah. what year did DJ Forbes earn a gold medal at the Commonwealth Games? Ten. <laughs> He's on Mate. fire. Mate, He's his internet fire. connection is fantastic wherever he is. Google is working great wherever he is. Oh, look, I'm casting aspersion. I bet you're the type of guy who you gets are. in a cab you or gets, takes a ride during an ultra-marathon, don't you? <laughs> and I'm here all for it. I'm loving it. I would. Hey, I what's would. the... Oh, yeah, you would. What's the only New Zealand team not in action for this weekend's round of Super Rugby? Chief. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Leroy! He's, Come he's, on! He's tripped. He's tripped on the final hurdle and fallen flat on his face. And he obviously didn't hear Clayton McMillan on the show yesterday talking about the Chiefs game against the Drew later tonight. Leroy, it's the one. The, I'm so excited. I'm so Leroy. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, boys. Kimpy, Kimpy, it's your boy. It's your boy, it Kimpy. Hey, I want you, Leroy. Leroy, take a deep breath, yep. all right? Here's your chance, okay? It's windy outside. It's stormy where I am, okay? What's the New Zealand, the only team that isn't in action 
that comes from the bottom of the North Island in Super Rugby this weekend? Hurricanes. It's happened. It has happened. Thank you, Kimby. Oh, you're mate. You're the man, there you go, Leroy. We told you we get you. We told you we get you paid, son. You go to the bottom of the. One you go day. to the bottom of the queue from now on. Yeah, that's the one I don't mind. <laughs> go on, Leroy. Okay. Tell me how you're feeling. Uh, explain the emotions. Explain the emotions. Yeah, no, I've been doing it for a while. You know, been trying to get on and all that sort of stuff. But ah, well, it happens. You know, it'll happen one day. But yeah, this morning it's happened. So yeah, thank you for that. Twenty-first of April, two thousand and twenty-three. Your best day ever. Congratulations, Leroy. Very, very well done. It's almost seven minutes away from seven o'clock. Love Racing Update with Kempi after this. Yeah, we're a couple of minutes away from seven o'clock. You can call us anytime on the Kennards Hire phone line. Find a thoroughbred race day at events.loveracing.nz. And there's plenty of racing this weekend with New Zealand being covered at Pukekoi and Rickerton Park on Saturday. And uh, I've gone to Australia for you too. This morning, and we've got a little tip coming out of Doombin as well uh, at the end of the segment. At Puki, we have the Trelawney Stud Championship Stakes, and uh, it's a Group Three as well as the Manco Easter Handicap. And for me, I'd make sure that I'll be looking at horses that like a little bit of given the ground because it certainly looks like there's a bit of rain coming. Um, in the Trelawney Stakes, I like the look of it. Looks like a pretty even field. Uh, Forsman, Andrew Forsman's got a runner in there called I'm a Rich Girl, actually loves the rain, rattled home over 1,600 metres last start, looks like the 2,100 metres isn't going to hurt uh, her at all, and she's paying 16s and $4.50, so worth a couple of gold coins in that. And in the Easter Handicap, I've had a, a look, but I can't go past my good mates, the Sheep, Al Sharok's horse number three, Tavatak, paying sixes and 230, another good each way bet, I think in that race so um all the best for that on the weekend and rickard in the canterbury gold cup also group three sees lisa ladder roll with platinum invader again at 650 240. geez it's a nice each way chance we all know lisa's form has been pretty good as well and to top it all off here's a little something from dooman kempi best bet for the weekend dooman race seven number one wolverine on the backup from last week drawn wide don't worry about that we'll go back Storm over the top of them, um, over a mile, and we'll be winning. That's right. Race seven, number one, Wolverine. Sounds like a special at three bucks. That's love racing. Four and a half minutes after 7 a.m., boys and girls, ladies and gents, this is SENZ. This is Izzy and Kimby for breakfast. Daniel McCarty in the chair for Izzy for the week and to Monday, including Monday. Kimby's on the road, but he is here. Fizzed, big day. It's been a massive day, massive first hour. If you missed it, I always say, where the hell have you been? Leroy got paid, people. Leroy got paid. RTS, your yesterday's news. He got paid. That's a joke. He got paid. RTS <laughs> got paid. Mate, I just worked it out. I just worked it out. Over those 15 games, he's 1.150 per game. It's pretty good going. How much is he on? More than you and I well, I don't know. I'm just work, working out, say, one, one and a half. 1.5, hey, he's making plenty. Um, these would be nice to be. You'd imagine he wouldn't have taken much of a twenty-eight-year-old. Yeah, you would have. Sorry to cut you off there, Kim. A slight delay. I should have remembered that. Um, he wouldn't have taken uh, much of a step back, if any, joining rugby from NRL, right? 
and he was right at the top of the tree as far as the inner hour salary. So that's a good point. That's yeah, what, 60k think, a game. Think, 60k a game. Yeah, look, I don't think he's going to take too much of a backward step in um, coming back to the Warriors, and especially you know, but. He will be playing a lot more games, Dan. As you know, they do that in the NRL. It's a 20-plus week competition before you hit the finals. Um, mate, he must be excited because he's also got to be, I guess, a, sh a shout for the next World Cup in rugby league as well. Yeah, no doubt about that. That is our can't-wait question of the day. We want your reaction to the news. Uh, Roger Tuovasashek will be leaving rugby at the end of 2023 and returning to rugby league and also rejoining the one New Zealand Warriors. There's so many ways you could look at this. Um, and that's been reflected in the messages we've already rece received on the Temper Bed Post text machine. Uh, pick up the call, give us uh, pick up the phone, give us a call if you want to. Uh, the Kenna Tire phone line is open. You can call any time. 0800-150-811. Quite a few text messages I haven't got to. Let's uh, start to pour through those before we actually talk Fight for Life. Uh, Ricardo Boyle has a great interview for us. We'll get to that uh, shortly. John writes, not a huge loss for Union, but an absolutely massive win and huge gain for Rugby League, writes John. Uh, Anthony writes, uh, well said, guys. RTS, great athlete who, as you said, should have needed more space outside. Yeah, uh, Kempe is a long on the record, myself included, going number 12 just didn't make sense to us. Uh, Patty writes, RTS is a massive signal that the Wars are heading in the right direction. Play him at centre, like a, a Manu and Valentine Holmes, Turbo, uh, trail mitt. <laughs> Is that what we're coming to? Trail mitt. That's what we're calling him now. Pay the man some respect. Patty is Irish. <laughs> All elite fullbacks who play centres as well. Yeah, Kempe believes uh, centres clearly the place to be. Uh, Nick Costad as a marquee signing locked up at uh, in the number one position. Uh, Mark also writes, call the Roosters. They know how to fit players under the salary cap. Cheats. Mark's back on that bandwagon. That's obviously relating to how we asked, can you fit Sean Johnson under the cap? He's also coming off contract. Brian in Christchurch rather cryptically asks, if RTS is the dumb, uh, sorry, is the answer, what was the dumb question? Yeah, Brian, I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm a, <laughs> Father's Day? <laughs> Father's Day. Um, and someone asking, is there a place to see uncle's uh, picks for this uh, weekend's races? Yeah, if you find them, burn them. Burn them, right? Burn them. Yeah. Well, can I, Joe? Well, you can just go. You can just go to the podcast, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Download the SCNZ app, um, and then just go to the breakfast show, turn through it, and you'll uh, hear all those picks. Let's go to the lines. Uh, the Akinads uh, Hire phone line. Joe, good morning to you, gentlemen. Sun's coming up here in Gizzy, and I see the return of the Messiah to the Warriors number one jersey. <laughs> <laughs> it's our time, gentlemen. Mate, you must have been happy, Joe, hearing that year. news, hearing that news last night. Oh, I just had neurosurgery a few weeks ago, Kempi, and that's the best thing I heard since I've been back on my feet, son. And it is just something that we need a little bit of depth in our back three and a little bit of experience. And he is a man who will be probably like a Stacey to us, you know, a leader, someone who's calm, someone who doesn't make those mistakes someone who improves the one percenters and all those around him. And I think it's a big loss for the All Blacks because I don't think they persevered and gave him a proper shot. They didn't utilise his skill set. And with Webster at the helm, our change of 
direction and our change of input this year from what he was there previously to when he's come back, he'll be a huge, a huge addition. And if we get the chance to run injury-free for, for three or four months and a season with him there, tell you, we're, we're top four all day long, gentlemen, all day long. Joe, firstly, great to hear you back on your feet, mate. Hope you're recovering well. And when that sun came up over Gazian, cast that first shadow of the day, was it was it a silhouette of Tuivasa-Sheik, arms wide open? Mate, I pulled the Tuivasa-Sheik jersey back on this morning, standing on my back deck having a coffee. All is right with the world. All is right. <laughs> hey, Joe, where does Thanks, he play? Joe. Where does he play for you? I think he could probably play... Uh, Depends what they're going to do with clock stud because we need to keep him, you know, and, and we're developing him. I think you could play him one, you could play him standoff, you could play him centre. Um, I think we just look at how we're going, especially with Tamari Martin there, who's going to hopefully develop as our six, keep Walker as our backup. And I, I think, yeah, you could put him in any of those outstanding back positions because his, his run meter returns are outstanding, Kempe. You know, and that's what we are just a little bit lacking at the moment. Probably another 10 metres per carry at the back three there uh, each set. But I think, yeah, I think he's there and he'll support Sean. Um, and then you've got injury cover for all of those key positions as well, my friend. Good on you, Joe. Nice. Go enjoy your day, my friend. I, I have a stinking suspicion it's going to be a great day in your world. Uh, yeah, And uh, keep that recovery going forward, my friend. Joe, on the um, Hit Our Tire phone line, 0800 Keep your thoughts coming in, whether it's uh, via the phone or the text, double eight double three. It is 11 minutes after 7am. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Daniel in the chair for Izzy. Fight for Life is a staple on the New Zealand sporting calendar. This year, rugby takes on rugby league with maybe Roger Tuivasa-Shea could one day fight a mirror. I don't know. Uh, w- 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 that could happen. Um, but, of course, other professional fights scattered through the card. Hey, Ricardo Ball, who looks like he could go 12 rounds with anyone, uh, was down at the press conference for Fight for Life and caught up with Rugby Sevens legend DJ Forbes, who takes on Sione Farmawina. S-E-N-Z. This is SENZ, and coming our way real soon is Fight for Life. Thanks to Build People, New Zealand's top talent recruiter, we have DJ Forbes in studio. G'day, DJ. How you doing? Not too bad, mate. Thanks for having me. Oh, mate, my pleasure, my pleasure. Sione Farmawina uh, is going to be your opponent, mate. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, well, I think I've been saying that uh, for the last seven weeks. It's going to be a, a great opportunity. Um, I've obviously watched him when he was playing league, so I think, you know, it's... It's more about the cause, but um, you know, as former athletes, I'm sure we're both excited to, to jump in the ring and, and see what we can do. I see he's really embraced this as a lifestyle change challenge, right? Because he was 134 kilos or something, and he's got down to, I think, about 103 for the fight. So oh, he's, wow. he's dropped a lot of weight. Um, you're obviously known as being a bit of a fitness machine. Three three-minute rounds, how much do you think that fitness will tell? Oh, <laughs> what I've seen in, uh, in, in training, um, I'm probably not as fit as people think I am. Uh, you know, boxing fit is a different type of, of, of fitness. Mm. I think I've got a good base, and hopefully that sort of gets me through the, the three rounds. But um, ultimately, you know, when you're chucking punches and trying to defend and everything else, um, it takes it out of you. It does, eh? How have you found the rugby training, uh, how you found the boxing training, I should say, different to the rugby training? Oh, I mean, yeah, it's been a, a massive change. Um and obviously being chucked in at, um, you know, <laughs> at Peach Boxing, um, they'll chuck me in the deep end. So there's been uh, no holds barred when it comes to, you know, hitting the bags and, and, and doing a bit of sparring and things like that. So um, fitness-wise, it's, it's been a, a real test, like I said, a different change. Um, but like I said, you know, hitting some of those heavy bags and, and getting accustomed to chucking my arms around and things like that has been, a, you know, a massive eye-opener. 
Yeah, what about the sparring? How's the sparring been for you? Yeah, well, it's, it's been good, and obviously, it's you know we've upped the ante uh, the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, there's been a great mix of um, I guess different sparring partners that Isaac's put me in front of. Um, so you know, obviously, taken a few beatings along the way, but uh, you know, tried some new things and, and, and learned a lot along the way. And getting used to being in the ring and, and fighting and all that kind of jazz. Probably the, the the biggest thing for me is going home at night after a sparring and. You're sort of like sitting looking at the ceiling um, all wired up, ready to go and trying to go to sleep. So <laughs> I don't know how these fighters do it for a living, but it's uh, definitely an interesting uh, thing to get used to. Yeah, I mean, and it's a bit different too, right? You do a pad session or you do a bag session, but when there's actually punches coming back at you, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, and I mean, you know, turned up to the gym on, on Tuesday and there's all these, you know, I guess new fighters in there or into you know do sparring sessions with some of the other fighters as well. So even that dynamic of just, you know, seeing people waiting to have their turn, at, you know, at, at boxing and inspiring, um, you know, definitely sort of gets that adrenaline going and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's definitely going to be exciting come uh, fight night. You know, seeing the the pros do it as well as some of us uh, former athletes getting getting in behind that as well. What's your fight history like? Fight history like well, there's probably been a little bit of push and shove, a little bit of biff on the on the sevens field, but <laughs> <laughs> in terms of fight history, not 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 too much to go off. Um, you know, obviously I love the contact stuff when it comes to. You know, rugby, I was a loose forward, so putting my head in dark places was kind of part of my game. But obviously, this is a little bit different. But, um, you know, hopefully, yeah, hopefully the head can handle uh, what's, what's coming. Just that, you know, you, you're talking in greater boxing minds than mine, but don't lead with your head in boxing. Yeah, just, no, just no, a bit yeah. of advice. <laughs> I'll take that on board. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no worries. But how did you get talked into this? Uh, well, yeah, obviously, uh, Monty Beefham, we've had a, a little bit of history, you know, staying connected um, over the few, you know, few years. Um, so he kind of reached out first um, and sort of. Um, gave me some reasons why it would be a good, good challenge for me in that. Um, and to be honest, at first, you know, there were a lot of things that probably, um, you know, didn't feel like it was the right timing. But I guess like anything in life, there's, there's never the right time for, you know, a, a lot of things. So I thought, yeah, in terms of, you know, what I'm about in, in regards to sort of challenging myself and putting myself out there, this would be one of the, you know, the biggest challenges I've ever been, you know, put in front of. So saw that, and obviously it's a great, great cause, great opportunity. Um, I've, I've known some friends that have worked for I Am Hope, and, and knowing what they're trying to do is, is really a great cause. So, you know, being able to support it in some way is, is the least I can do. Have you always been a fight fan? Um, yeah, well, I've enjoyed watching um, a lot of boxing, and obviously probably more recently the, the UFC. Um, you know, probably not a, a fan that sits there going, I, sh- I should get in there and I'll do, I'll do that and I can do this, but, but here I am. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I, I know you haven't had your first fight yet, but you've had a lot of training, you've had a lot of sparring. I mean, if you were to liken your style to anybody, who would it be? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I wouldn't have, a, wouldn't have a clue, eh? I mean, I think if I'm going to think of any, you know, sort of boxing greats, I'm going to go back to the, the old days of, you know, when Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali and all those guys were around, but I'm, I'm definitely nowhere near any of that kind of calibre, so... Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm hoping I'll, I'll take a little bit of every, everything that I've seen in, uh, <laughs> on TV and, uh, and do what I can. Yeah, we don't want to give too much away to Sione, but I know that <laughs> once you start working combos and things, you find punches that you like. You know, that, Do you have a favourite combo or a favourite punch you like to throw? Oh, I think I'm going to be relying on my, my jab or my one-two to yeah. you know, keep, keep a bit of distance between the two of us. And if I'm lucky, I might be able to throw a cheeky left. But you know, as, as far as I'm concerned, I think in terms of... Uh, the comparison between the two of us, yeah, I think my one-two is probably going to be my, my go-to. Now, you actually have some boxing pedigree in your family, right? Because uh, your uncle, Peter Fatialofa, fought in Fight for Life twice before he unfortunately passed away at, at the early age of 54. I mean, did you ever get any uh, any tips from Peter Fats? No, well, to be fair, that was probably one of those um, internal motivators as well when people ask about you know why you know I finally decided to, to do the fight. 
um, was because of him. And you know, I remember watching the, you know his fight, um, as well as uh, him and a couple of my other uncles. You know, at the old uh, family parties, you know, getting you know throwing throwing a little bit of buff, um, so all the you know nephews and uh, nieces could watch them, you know, in action. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, you know, he definitely plays you know massive part, and I guess who I am as a as an athlete, like he was half the reason why I got into to rugby. Um, and obviously, yeah, like you said, you know, seeing him fight and fight for life, it's good to know that I could, um, you know, do something that he did in his day as well. Yeah. All right, man. Well, listen, thanks very much for coming in and having a chat. Really cool. appreciate it, man. And hopefully we get to see uh, that arm race, eh? <laughs> uh, on Cheers, April 27 at event, event Finder. Um, uh, TJ Forbes here with us. Uh, Build People, New Zealand's top talent recruiter. All good, bro. Cheers, well, we're just going to do 10 quick questions as well, like a separate thing, if that's all right. It won't take much longer. Sweet. Cool. DJ Forbes with us, ahead of Fight for Life. Uh, thanks to Build People, New Zealand's top talent recruiter, uh, DJ. Uh, I suppose with a name like DJ, you didn't really have to go for a nickname, did you? you you're not going with DJ Sir Mixalot Forbes or anything when you walk out there? No, well, I actually still haven't landed on um, uh, a fight name. Um, but just for those viewers who may be listening and who don't have any idea, my actual initials stand for Derek Jamie. So there was a part of me that thought maybe I could be that could be my ring name, just mm. DJ Derek Jamie Forbes. Derek Jamie Forbes. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yep. I like it. What, have you got your walkout song down? Um, well, yeah, it's called the intro. So I, I thought I could have gone to the heyday of the sevens, mm. something like ACDC, or you know. Uh, but you know, I'm not a sevens player anymore. So I thought I'll I'll go along the lines of trying to find something that connected me to this new uh, this new form of sport. So mm. intro is called the intro. The intro. All right. Uh, now Burger King, of course, uh, Fight for Life's main sponsor. What's your Burger King order? Um, I was, I'm just a classic, the the chicken, eh? Mm. And chicken with che- cheese, yeah. obviously, yeah, yeah, classic. Can't, can't beat it, mate, can't <laughs> beat it. Uh, what's your go-to TV show or movie if you've got a few hours to spare? Um, to be fair, I don't actually watch too much of uh, TV, maybe uh, the odd Netflix um, I think uh, if I'm thinking of movies, Taken, mm. Taken series was one of my, yeah. yeah, I enjoy watching that. Sweet, all right, bit of Liam Neeson, yep, love that. he's a man. Uh, do you remember the first fight you ever watched? Well, probably not the first fight I've ever watched, but definitely the Muhammad fights and Tyson fights were definitely at the top of my uh, my memory. Yeah, they stand out, eh? They stand out. Um, it kind of feels like, I've asked this of all the boxers, I'm going to ask it of you. It's probably a, a, a question that answers itself, but what's your favourite sport outside of boxing? Um, yeah, well, it's got, got to be a bit of rugby. Um, I think, well, I've, I worked for the Olympic Committee the last mm. four years, um, so I've really opened my eyes to a lot of other sports, um, you know, growing up, I played a little bit of table tennis as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm not a, a rugby snob. I enjoy watching a lot of sport. Yeah, that's right. Well, you, so, you know, boxing might not be the end of this. We might see DJ Forbes in a fencing <laughs> competition or something at some point. Yeah, well, whatever, whatever wants to give me the opportunity, we'll give it a crack. All right, mate. Who would you rather punch in the face, Floyd Mayweather or Jake Paul? Uh, I'd say Floyd. And that's only to see if I'm fast enough to actually get him. <laughs> exactly. That's a challenge. That's a challenge. What was the last movie you went to the theatre to see? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I can't remember. Probably one of the kids' movies, to be fair. It should be one with my wife, but no, it'll be one with the kids, I think. Yeah. yeah. What about the last book you read then? Um, I'm reading The First 90 Days. It's a... Business leadership book, yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah. That, that, that counts. That counts. That counts. That's right. I asked Jerome, I said, what movie? He couldn't remember. And they said, oh, what was the last book you read? And he just laughed. He said, let's go back to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think is the best nickname in sport? Best nickname in sport? Um, I don't know. I was just watching one of the, the Sevens clip this morning. Um, and one of the uh, Kenyan players is called, I think, the Water Buffalo. 
I don't know if it's a nickname, but yeah, that's a good name to be, yeah, be, 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 be called. Yeah, it's just hard to move. <laughs> hard to move. He's a unit, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Would you rather fight one man-sized chicken or ten chicken-sized men? Um, ten chicken-sized men. Ten chicken-sized men. What's your, what's your tactics? Obviously one at a time, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> should be uh, obviously clearly bigger in stature and should be able to dominate that fairly easy. All right, mate. Okay. <laughs> DJ, last question for you. One fighter from fight history, anybody you want, who would you like to share the ring with? From boxing or from? Well, yeah, boxing, UFC, wherever you want to go. Throw Bruce Lee in there if you like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, my boys will probably expect me to say Van Damme. Van Damme would be the, the person yeah, who would jump in the ring, Bloodsport and all those those kind of yeah, those movies, that era. Yep. Mate, that is a movie that needs a remake, Bloodsport. Yeah. My boys will be happy that you said that. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> hey, Deej, thanks very much for coming in, man. Really appreciate your time and go well. Good luck. Uh, fight for life, eh? Awesome. Appreciate it. Thank you. It's Great job, DJ Forbes. Thank you very much, Ricardo Ball. Fight for Light coming your way very, very soon. Uh, Kempi, what's what, what's your fight? What's your ring name? What's your nickname, mate? I got one for Ooh, you, Tony TKO. Tony the Smack. The Smack. The Smack Kemp. <sighs> Tony on report Kemp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I told you not to remind me about those. <laughs> Tony. Wayward swinging arm, Kemp. Fantastic. Uh, thank you very much to uh, Ricardo and to DJ Forbes. We will take a short break, 23 minutes after 7 o'clock. You are listening to Daniel and Kempy for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Continue to send your correspondence through for our can't wait question of the day. Your reaction to the news, Roger Tuivasashek, will leave rugby behind in 2023 and return to rugby league next year and on a three-year deal with the One New Zealand Warriors. A couple more before we get to Aroha. One's from Mo, not Mo Salah, we have checked. Uh, got to remember, Lodge's money comes off the book end of the season straight to RTS seems like a fair trade Kempe oh fair trade well yeah that's a that was a disaster one of the Matt Lodges um I guess transfer out of the Warriors and and taking a, a bit of a fair chunk of the salary cap with him uh and look it, it evens up the box I think Roger Tuivasa-Sheck is on a, a hell of a lot more than what Matt Lodges was getting from the Warriors um and it would eat into a bit more of some other one, some other players' salaries. For me, Dan, it's simply who else is going, because you can't sign someone of Rogers' calibre without it affecting other players within the salary cap. And I think we'll see a couple of uh, outside backs and maybe a couple of loose um, forwards moving on. Yeah, and as we mentioned earlier in the program, uh, Montoya, Johnson, Pompey, uh, Sirin, all off contract, and of course this is the NRL. Even if you have a deal. Uh, you can find ways to get out of said deal and land in a better position for you. So um, there could be a lot of moving pieces. Doug writes, Hi boys, RTS needed more time to succeed in rugby. He lost time on the field because of COVID and was learning while playing super rugby and all black rugby. Uh, indeed, Doug. It's kind of what we uh, highlighted earlier. I, I described you didn't have a lot of runway uh, to get things right ahead of a World Cup. And, you know, being tw- 28, he was 28 last year, wasn't he, when he uh, first played? Well, turned 28 last year. Turned, no, he turned yeah. 29 and you, and, you, and you're missing, 28 you're missing when the he played COVID, his first game. You're missing the COVID experience too, Dan. You know what I mean? Like, that, that affected all of us over the last sort of nearly three years now. So um, it's just a, I guess you put that down, what do you, what, what do you call that? Like a blip in your memory banks. Because everything just stopped, you know. 
the world stopped and, and um, it just so happened on Rogers' transition through rugby, it, it happened at that stage. But he's coming back. He's playing centre for the Warriors. He probably got support from the NRL and um, I'm looking forward to him taking the Warriors through the finals next year because they're certainly specials now for that. Thoughts of Kempe playing him in at centre. What say you? That's our Kennard's, uh, sorry, uh, that is our can't wait question of the day. Feel free to join us, whether it's on the Kennard's Hire phone line on 0800 150 or text us on the Temperview Post text machine, which is double eight double three. It is uh, half past seven. It is time to head to the news with Aroha and with Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. 27 minutes away from 8 o'clock. This is Daniel and Kempe for breakfast here on SENZ. Big day that we're asking for your contribution to. 0800 on the Kenard's Tire phone line. Kempe Bedpost text machine is alive and well and kicking with comments and questions. And questions. Like Brad, does this mean Jars will be in the centres next year? No, Kempe's made it very clear where he would play him. Two of us, check that is. He would be at centre and the fullback would stay at fullback. And I think that's where it has to has to has to be, Dan. Based on the fact that they've signed Chance Nickel Clockstead as a mark, marquee player, and he would have been part of the conversations well before them deciding to go and talk to Roger Tuivasa Shack and bringing him back into the club. So I, I think it's a bit of I think it's a bit of shape, bit of move to have Roger there, who's played plenty of outside backs, won a won a NRL final there for the Roosters in that um, wider position and could easily slip in um, into it in the centre position as opposed to playing on the wing um, back at that time. So I think that uh, it's a really good move having him at centre. I think he, he, he's he got the shape of Joey Manu. He play, can play like Joey Manu. Um, good good call about Latrell Mitchell too as a full-back play centre. Uh, I think Roger fits into both those those players' boots quite easily. Keep your comments coming through. Double eight, double three on the Temper Bed Post Text Machine. We'll pick up the phone. Lines always open. 0800 Let's go back to Neebs with the latest in headlines. Yes, g'day boys. Uh, it's 7.34 here on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. You might hear a bit of Blink 182 playing in the background yeah, here. Yeah, why? Well, why? Coachella. Are they still a thing? Are they they still are a still thing? a thing, Daniel. It's weekend two of Coachella over in uh, California. So uh, Blink-182 are making their return to the stage. They um, made a return performance last weekend at Coachella. And they're, um, in true fashion, making some fairly marginal comments up on the stage, talking about the audience's mums or whatever goes on in their heads. Um, but there's are they clothed? Of- yeah, the uh, majority. Travis Barker's never clothed. He's always got his top off. Mm. But um, no, there's a whole bunch of Kiwis performing over there as well. We've got our very own Benny, who's performing on the main stage, I believe. And we've also got a group of uh, Kiwi dancers who are joining the headline act, Blackpink, which is quite cool as well. But in sports news, um, it wouldn't be me if I were to do some quick UFC news as well, Kempi. You know I love it. Um, you are New Zealand-born, you are Australian-raised uh, UFC fighter, uh, his name's Junior Tuffer is going to make his uh, debut in the UFC this weekend. His older brother right. Justin is obviously, um, he's already in the promotion. He uh, had a great win at UFC Australia earlier this year. And now his um, little brother's making the step up into the UFC, which is really exciting. That's awesome. Yep. And, ho- and best of luck to them too, you know, stepping in there for the first time on the big stage. Must be daunting. You can you know, only imagine the nerves, eh? You no can other, only imagine No other place to hide, eh, Neeps? You've got to get out there and you've got to start banging straight away and um all the best all the best obviously uh, israel adesanya um our recent winner of that middleweight title getting that back big 
big support here in Aotearoa. Did you see that, Neeps, when he came back from uh, his, yeah. his trip overseas and how many people welcomed him back through the airport and, of course, on the Mate, streets of Auckland? I don't know how I missed that, and I'm so upset that I did because <laughs> I would have been down there in the front row of that hucker just about losing my voice, having a terrible night's sleep before the show, but I would have been there yelling my guts out. <laughs> Little fanboy at the front. That's no, me. Sign here. Sign. Sign your name across my heart. Something like that. A it'd be a tattoo. Like I'd get him to do it in vivid, and I'd go get it tattooed later on that evening. Oh, would you? I, actually, I wonder. I wonder how many people have done that. Um, listeners, if if you've got an athlete's um, signature tattooed on your person, uh, who are they? Let us know. <laughs> double eight, double three. Uh, I, I'm sure that is not the the first original thought um, of, of such an instance. Uh, let us know. Double eight, double three on the temper bedpost uh, text machine. Uh, do we have a poll? Do we have a poll, do we? We do have a poll. And it's Robbie in for okay, Joe for your Friday. It's, yeah, uh, it's Robbie, the Choices you, Flooring mate? Poll. Yeah, I'm not too bad, but I, I'm going to bring you the Choices Flooring Poll this morning. Uh, the news of RTS signing for the Warriors is one of the biggest headlines this year. So which signing would trump Roger Tuivasa-Shek returning for the Warriors? Choices Flooring Spaces for Living, Catalogue, Sale on Now. Your options are Geordie Barrett to the Storm. Well, is it Baz picking up the bat for the Ashes? Chris Wood to the Phoenix? Or Stephen yeah. Adams to the Breakers? <laughs> View well, choices, I know floorings. which one it's not going to be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, View Choices Flooring's online magazine with over 100 inspiring pages at choicesflooring.com. What do you reckon, boys? Well, well, considering Chris Wood is joining the, the Phoenix, uh, that was in our rumour mill the other day. That's a fact, right? That's a fact. Um, That's true, as all the rumour mill is. Yeah, yeah, the rumour mill's always right, right on the money. Um, Barrett to the Storm, big deal. Yeah, he's, he's been spotted at Storm training recently. So what was the last one? I got, I got thrown after the Chris... Stephen Adams. Chris Wood. To the breakers. Pick, the, the well, Stephen, Stephen Adams to play for any but New Zealand-based team would be great, wouldn't it? I'd still like to see you one day wear black, Stephen. I know you're not yeah. listening. I'm going to have to go Brendan McCullum picking up the bat and playing for the... Oh, my Lord. It's bad enough I'm coaching England, let alone playing for Australia or England. Yeah. Because, because he could play for Australia. He could play for Australia in this fanciful idea. So I'm, I'm going Baz. Yeah, whoever chose that one, give yourself an uppercut. All right? He's, he's not playing for us here, and he definitely ain't playing... For the for the palms, um, so yeah, you can you can have that one and do with it what you like. For me, I'm going Steve Adams returns to the Breakers. I think if that happened, <laughs> honestly, because basketball is on such a high at the moment in this country, no, we probably wouldn't be able to stick with it. Then we'd be talking basketball every single day because people are just waiting for something like that to happen in this country. Yeah, and you're and you're dead right. He's got to play in the black shirt too. Yeah, one day. Yeah, I can only hope. Yeah, here's me being a silly New Zealand fan, wanting to see our best players available. Silly me. I know it's a crazy, fanciful idea, Kempe. <laughs> we fans. Yeah, we, it is 20 minutes away from uh, 8 o'clock. Uh, keep your thoughts coming through, especially on the RTS uh, question of the day. You're listening to Daniel and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to Kempe's Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. We are going to talk... Um, some harness racing um, at Alexandra Park uh, with Jamie McKinnon. Uh, Kempe will grill him after this break.
Yes, tonight Alexandra Park hosts some of New Zealand's premier jockeys and horses for the Dawson Hartford Limited Taylor Mile and Lone Star Alexandra Park Lowell Creek Stakes. And leading the way is none other than the club's president, Jamie McKinnon. With years of experience and a passion for the sport, Alexandra Park and Jamie, they're sure to deliver an unforgettable evening of horse racing. So sit back, relax, and get ready to witness some of the best horses and jockey in the country. Go head to head, visit Autumn Carnival horse racing at Alexandra Park, alexandrapark.co.nz. Morning, Jamie. How are you going this morning? Morning, guys. Gee, that's a bit of an intro. <laughs> yeah, mate, you always get the best here on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, mate. Just tell me, Jamie, you're feeling a bit sad today sitting up there in the Alexandra Park looking down on the Blues ground, knowing that Roger Tuivasa-Sheck won't be there next year? Uh, you know, he's, he's a great draw card for any team, and um, whenever you lose a good player like that, it's, it's, it can't be good news. No, no, it's definitely not for, definitely not for the Blues. Good news for the Warriors, though. Uh, Jamie, look, what's the weather look like tonight? You've got a couple of big races. Do you think it's going to hold up? Well, it looks pretty clear now, but how would you know? Um, <laughs> one thing we do know is that we've got plenty. Everything's under cover, so it's it's um, you know it's it's we can we can race under any conditions. The track's always good. If it rains on the track, it packs down harder. They can still run good time. So we're not affected by um, the weather as much as um, the thoroughbreds are. But still, you want a nice night. So. Fingers crossed. We know the weather's coming tomorrow. Can we get it? Can it stay good for tonight? Here's hoping. So let's talk about a couple of those races that you got tonight. The the Lone Star Lower Creek Stakes, which is a Group Two, and of course the uh, Dawson Hartford Taylor Miles, a Group One. Can you tell us what you have in store, Alexandra Park tonight? And if you want to come along and get a glimpse, what 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 are we expecting? Well, those are the two big races of the night. I mean, the first race kicks off at 5.29, sometimes trying to get to Alexandra Park, trying to get anywhere at Auckland at that hour of the afternoon on a Friday is not easy. So my recommendation is that if people want to come to the track, they try and leave a little bit earlier. But if they can't get there, the big one that you just mentioned, the Lone Star Lyle Creek Stakes, doesn't start till 7.52. And then following that at 8.24 is the, is the big group one, Dawson Harford, Noel Taylor Mile. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's, there's plenty to do. Uh, we've got a number of dining options. Uh, you can have an all-inclusive package at the top of the park, which covers all your all your, all your your beverage and, and food at 143 a head. Then you've got a, uh, a, a roast, uh, roast dinner buffet for $30 in the Alex Bar, and then the Lyle Creek has a very good bistro on the first level. So there's plenty of options there, um, and we cater for just about everyone. Yeah, and I can I can attest to that. It's a fantastic spot, Alex Park, uh, if you want to get along and watch the harness racing. Look, you get a rerun of the race by Grins from last week with a number of those horses stepping out again tonight. Um, Jamie, what do you what do you reckon? Do, do you think after the plum draw, anyone can beat copy that in that race? You'd be a brave person to pick against them. I know plenty <laughs> plenty have in the past, but this little horse just keeps on doing it. And when he's handed number two barrier, um, be very hard to get past him. Having said that, I mean, you know, the, the mile at Alexandra Park, you can win from any draw. I mean, it's, it's helpful if you get a, have a good draw. And when you've got a great horse like Copy That at number two, you wouldn't, you'd be a brave person to back against. And I, I probably wouldn't. Um, but it'll be a great spectacle. I mean, you've got, as you say, it's a rerun of the race from last week. And uh, what a great race that was. We're expecting the same fireworks again tonight. So, um, 
you know, stand by and let's see what happens. But uh, yes, uh, there's, I mean, you know, Akuta, I mean, he was three wide without cover. It was a big run last week. He stuck on pretty well, given the brutal run he had. He's a great horse and, um, you know, potentially he's a, he's a New Zealand Cup winner. He's certainly at number six, um, is a real chance, as is self-assured, who um, ran on well last week. Still got the Australians in there, better eclipse. I mean, that was a tough run for fourth. Uh, he hasn't got a good draw again this, this week, but he'd be, you know, he, he's still going to be up there challenging for the lead at some point, you would think. So, you yeah, know, it's a great race. Looking forward to it. Can't wait for it to happen. And is this the multi? You just put Muscle Mountain at $1.40 on the tape. Does he just win that one for you? That's about a two-buck multi. It looks good for me. Uh, you would think he's a, he's a very good horse. And again, he's been blessed by the draw. You'd think Ben will take him straight to the front. I mean, he'll get some uh, pressure from Majestic Man who's drawn one. But I would imagine Brad will hand up and take a trail off, off the very good horse Muscle Mountain is. He's the best trotter we've got going around in New Zealand at the moment. Um, you've got the Australian and the Elder Baron Zeus absolutely smashed them at Cambridge last week. Um, slightly different field this week with um, Artie by the Hill and Muscle Mountain in. But, uh, yeah, you'd think that would be the multi. Yeah. And have you got a roughie for the, for the punters there, Jamie, of the night? Obviously, you, you've got plenty of racing there um, come up tonight. Do you like something in there that no one's really looking at? Well, I do, actually. Um, the um, I like the way Simply Sam got to the line last week. Um, he ran third and he got home really well. This horse is a very good horse. Uh, they thought a lot of him taken to Australia um, in his last prep. Um, but yeah, he's uh, what is he? Race five, number thirteen. Now he's at, he's earned at six dollars. He's not in the first three favourites, but I really like him. And Andre Potara on him. He hasn't got a draw, but um, I think he's a horse worth having a look at. Oh, good. That's race five, number 13. Simply fam. We'll have a look at that one. Just before we let you go, Alex, what's your go-to meal um, at Alexandra Park? The Reuben sandwich there looks unreal. Mate, I have every night that I'm out there, I have the lamb cutlets upstairs on the, uh, the Lyle Creek Bistro. They're as oh. good as you get, <laughs> and uh, they're mouth-wateringly good, and I can recommend them. That's what I have every single night out there. Well, I'll tell you what, put a couple on the go for me and Dan McCarty because the next time he's in town, <laughs> we're coming up there and we are smashing that. Hey, hey, hey Jamie, thanks a lot for joining us. Um, thanks, Jamie. From Alexandra yeah. Park this morning. Yeah, All the best. It. You can visit .co.nz. A great night of harness racing. Um, go well, my mate. Cheers, guys. Appreciate it. I, I want the Reuben sandwich as an entree, though, first, before I get to the lamb. Absolutely. That, that sounds magnificent. Uh, we are seven and a half minutes away from eight o'clock. You are with uh, Daniel and Kempe for Bricky. We will uh, take a break and be back uh, shortly. This is Daniel and Kempe for breakfast. <laughs> what a stitch up. What a stitch up. You, you, may, you may have heard a live read go horribly wrong during the ad break. I did. I uh, did. I yeah. did. <laughs> what were you doing, Rob? Is that on purpose? <laughs> yeah, Alfie's up from the boys in the kitchen here. That might have been a slight slip of the mouse there from the from the uncles in the kitchen, unfortunately. Sorry, boys. <laughs> that, 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 that is a peek behind the curtain, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, a live read, pre-recorded uh, live ad. Um, luckily, it only <laughs> took me two, two turns to get it right. Um, mm. 
Um, exfoliate. <laughs> I know how to. I know how to say exfoliate now. Always stress the word. Ex, ex, always stress the word that you tripped up on, uh, Kempe. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was wonderful. Uh, complete stitch I up. Um, well. I look forward to. I look forward to a keg of something being sent to my, um, you know, palatial estate uh, by the fellas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And a Reuben. Uh, Let's get to Steve. Fair to say, I think on a scale of 1 to 10 on the excitement scale, Steve is a solid 40 uh, when he writes here, (laughs) really excited that RTS is back. Hopefully an announcement of a SJ extension shortly with 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 question marks. Uh, so he's quite keen to know that answer. It's our time. Kia Go well, Steve. Thank you, Steve, for uh, contributing to our Can't Wait Question of the Day, which, of course, your simple reaction uh, to the news. Uh, Roger, two of us, Sheik, leaving rugby, come back to the One New Zealand Warriors. Of course, SNZ, the home of the One New Zealand Warriors, will be for a number of years, of course. Uh, we'd love your thoughts. We'll open the lines again in maybe about 10 minutes. We're going to have a quick chat to David Choke. Big game for the Wellington Phoenix, of course, tonight, uh, tonight at 9 o'clock. Got live coverage of that one as well. We'll talk to Jody straight after the news. We'll head off to the news now. Here's Adel Hub with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand before we take hopefully more of your calls on 0800 811. Four minutes after 8 a.m. Hello, everybody, especially to those new to the show. This is Daniel and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. I'm Daniel and for Izzy of, of course, gee, we've had a fun couple of hours. We've got one to go, final hour of the show. Joining us later, Sir John Kerwin to talk the big story of the day. Roger, two of us. We'll open the lines again to your calls on 0800 And we'll continue to read your text via the Temper Bedpost text machine. But really keen to hear your voice. Uh, as far as the big topic today on the Kennard's Hire uh, phone line. But a very big game in 13 hours' time, and SNZ has full coverage of the Wellington Phoenix taking on Western Sydney Wanderers in a very important A-League fixture. It's a little bit too co- close for comfort for the Wellington Phoenix. While they sit in fifth position on 32 points, they are certainly looking over their shoulder with just a couple of games to go. Might they fall out of the playoff positions altogether? That is quite a surprise considering about four or five weeks ago we're all talking about home semi-finals. But Sydney are on 32 points as well. The Chasing Pack, Newcastle Jets and Western United on 29. Perth Glory on 28. Brisbane Roar on 27. MacArthur 26. And Melbourne Victory 25. It is tight indeed. Uh, let's get some analysis with former All Whites and our very own uh, experts. Uh, David Shope, part of the SNZ commentary crew, one of the very best to, to work behind a mic. He joins us here on Daniel and Kempe for breakfast. Kato Alfie, welcome to the show. Yes, Daniel, nice to talk to you again. You're quite right. Uh, all a bit tight, isn't it? Uh, they're making a, a meal of getting into these playoffs, are the Wellington Phoenix, and by no means are they assured. In fairness, Chad, I think you said it after one of the games, maybe three or four rounds ago, um, where you'd sort of, well, not fallen out of love with the side, but sort of, sort of lost, lost quite a bit of belief um, in them. What, why exactly can you extrapolate on that point, which I can only uh, imagine has become even more heightened, that, that sense of, of worry over what we've seen over the last few weeks? Yeah, year in, year out, the A-League structure has you needing to be playing your best football coming this time of the season. And for the last four or five games, at least, there's been real vulnerability in their performances. They've failed really to put 90 minutes on the park with any consistency in any of those games. They've looked 
leaky when they are out of possession, when they give up the initiative. Uh, and then they do that thing that football teams do. They give you 10 minutes here and 10 minutes there. That you go, actually, these guys could be the, could be the goods. So they, they're really flaky for me. And they've been spluttering along. And they're not out of gas, but they look like a side that definitely needs to uh, hit their, uh, the accelerator button. And they just don't seem to have it at the moment for mine. Yeah, closer to hitting the ejector seat button, maybe. Uh, so they'd lost three on the bounce. They they least got a point against the Brisbane Roar, but it's two points lost because, again, David, they conceded very late on. But over the entirety of the game, did you see some positive signs? Yep. Yeah, I did, actually. I, um, for the first time, saw the Phoenix side that, um, that you can be in love with, so to speak, uh, a side that can play going forward, take the initiative off the other side. Um, but for some sort of wasteful finishing and a little bit of bad luck, I think David Ball might have struck the post about three times in, in the space of three minutes. Um, they could have gone ahead, got themselves that safety goal and really cruised over the line as it was. They gave up two points late on in that one. But their football, again, in those 10 and 20-minute spells, looked all right. Um, so I saw signs of life in a side that sort of as I say, has uh, started to run out of steam at the wrong time of the year. Yeah, David Ball must be wondering if he'll ever score a goal ever again after that quite comedic, although probably painful, uh, moment. It was three times at the post, you're right, in 60 seconds, David. <laughs> it was quite bizarre. Uh, but but the big news, um, as far as the lineup last week, was no Kniev dropping out of the, the lineup altogether. Yeah. Um, based on what you saw from Barbarossa's ball, Jan Suss especially, is it... Is it too much to expect him to return? I think it was a better performance than they put in the weeks before. I've always thought when they're playing well, Kraev and Zavada are key to them. If they get both of them on the park and performing, I think that would be Ufuk Tale's favourite side. But clearly, he sees in Sars, and we all do, some real quality. Uh, and then you see some real sort of horror moments. He gave up the penalty with a piece of... Uh, uh, calamitous defending, um, just horrible going backwards as Jan Sars. There's nothing else you can say about it. But going forward in full flight, he looks the real deal. So I imagine that was behind the thinking um, with Tele sort of going with that front three. And they did produce far more enterprise in the patches when they had the ball and were dominant. Um, coming off the bench, Cryev didn't really make an impact, I didn't think. Prefer to see him start. But I wouldn't be surprised if uh, they go with the same lineup because of the signs of life. Look, they should have got the three points against Brisbane. Um, there's no question about that in my mind. They didn't. I'm not sure if anyone's going to pay the price in terms of selection. Subplot alert, Mr. Mark Rudan's Western Sydney Wanderers is up next, of course, a former Wellington Phoenix uh, coach. And uh, I, I'm sure fans will be desperate to see his side go down. That would, uh, you know, that would, would make it a rather interesting week if Mark Rudan's boys uh, got the points uh, in a week where the future Wellington Phoenix coach was also announced. Yeah, a big week in that respect. Good to see you calling him Mark Rudan because everyone in Australia calls him Marco Rudan, but uh, I'm not sure yeah, where from your very retro <laughs> Where's it come from? Yeah. Mark has become Marco. Um, so, Dano, I'm telling you that uh, the, 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 the uh, selection of Chiefy, as they call him, Italiano, to take over the reins from Ufatelli shows confidence in the system that the Phoenix have put in place. So, Rob Morrison showing full faith in, uh, in, in promoting uh, the two I see to uh, the Phoenix most successful coach. Uh, let's hope that's a good move. But again, 
it's that funny time of year for the Phoenix, and I'm not sure whether it's handled that well in terms of how they announce these things, players coming and going, coaches coming and going. It all appears a bit odd to be the week of uh, probably the biggest game that they're going to have, or certainly they could end up in a final next week, as you say, in their last game against MacArthur. These are big games, and I'm not sure if those things are distractions that you can do without. Uh, last one from me, Davo. Uh, Western Sydney Wanderers, uh, Davo, have a lot of experience. They're going to handle the pressure situation. They're humming along, and they are defensively very, very hard to break down, aren't they? I think only 24 goals have conceded this year. But when you look at their squad, and they've got some great names, haven't they? The 38-year-old Ninkovic has lit up this league for a number of years, of course. They've got former French international Morgan Schneiderlin going around. Uh, but it's Borello seems to be the big goal-scoring threat off that right-hand side. Yeah, a team who is doing exactly what I said earlier, playing their best football at the right time of the year. Look, the Phoenix go in as uh, they won't go in favour. Uh, you couldn't see that being the case. Um, they'll love the three points, but against the side that Rudan's got going good at the moment, they are a, a little bit uh, of a form horse running in at the right time of the year into playoffs football with plenty of quality, uh, lots of steel about them, um, a little bit of a lunatic touch at the back so they can cause a bit of um, <laughs> a chaos if they can get under the skin of uh, one or two of those uh, Western Sydney players. Um, Rudan himself has a volatility about him. I expect it to be a pretty sort of uh, terse, tense uh, and potentially a fiery match. Great stuff, Jody. Appreciate it, my friend. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll catch up with you real soon. And who knows? Who knows? We might be back at Sky Stadium, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, big, big question mark on that one, Daniel. But uh, thanks for chatting. Uh, David Choate from All White, part of the SCNZ commentary crew, of course, if the Wellington Phoenix make it through to the playoffs and win in week one, then these are home and away. So, yeah, home fans uh, still might get to see them. Um, but as Jody has pointed out, um, the way the form has been over the last month, it's... Um, it is squeaky bum time, as we like to say in this trade, for sure. Uh, we will have full coverage of that game from 9 o'clock uh, later tonight. I think kickoffs at quarter to 10, if I'm not mistaken. It's the Wanderers hosting the Wellington at Phoenix. We've got so much live sport for you to enjoy over the weekend. We've got netball on Sunday. Let's not forget that. Kempi's working, you know, triple time this week. Uh, he's uh, back on Anzac Day for, of course, the huge uh, game between... Uh, the Storm and uh, the Warriors will have full coverage of that game as well, let's not forget. And uh, he hurriedly pulls out the game on Sunday. It's the Magic up against the Mystics. That'll be a really good game in the uh, ANZ Netball Champ Premiership from 4 o'clock. Staff and Brooke, Staffy and Brook have uh, coverage of that one. That's the lay of the land as far as live sport. Right, it's eight, uh, 13 minutes after 8 o'clock. Our number is 0800 We want to hear from uh, Warriors fans. We want to hear from league fans, rugby fans. Here's another little window for you to enter the chat of the day. Roger to have us uh, Sheikh saying, bye-bye rugby, hello old friends, Tony Kemp's got a smile a mile wide, he's made the call that he's going to play centre for the for the one New Zealand Warriors, let's hear from you on the Kennards Higher phone line, 0800 150 811, back after this. Kennards Higher phone. Is there a hidden message in this one, Nick? He's immigrating back to the Warriors. Yeah, just a bit of a hidden Something message like there for you, Dan. What a song that one is, the Zep. 19 and a half minutes after 8 o'clock. Let's continue to get uh, your correspondence uh, on the Kennards Hire phone line, 0800 150 811. You can also text us on 8833. Uh, our can't wait question of the day to start off uh, things. Simply your reaction to the news. RTS is coming back to rugby returning from rugby, returning to rugby league and rejoining the One New Zealand Warriors. There's so many ways we can sort of look at this. Uh, one way we haven't looked at this, Kempe, and forgive me, um, I'm pretty sure it's 2023. 
What about the remainder of this year? We, we've talked a lot about what this means for 2024. Uh, Roger Tuivasa, likelihood to play a test this year, likely to feature at a World Cup. What say you, Kempe? Well, look, I think if um, you touched on it earlier on, Dan, I think if there's injuries, then Roger's name would still be on the list somewhere down the, I guess, that beaten track if it comes to it. Um, he's still got a Blues campaign to get through. Obviously, the Blues are sitting up there in the in the top three teams uh, in the Super Competition. Uh, you know, if his form's sort of, I guess, from a player's perspective, Dan, you know, like when you've signed and you know what your future holds, you tend to relax and you actually tend to enjoy your yeah, football. True. So, you know, what Roger could actually do for, between now and the end of the year is he could actually go out there and have an absolute storming rest of his Super season. Um, and you never know with the way that the cards fall with injuries and stuff like that. I think it's still a possibility to go uh, to the World Cup, given um, there isn't too many injuries. So I wouldn't say I wouldn't say never. I think that'd be a little bit naive. But um, yeah, it's all about Roger coming back, isn't it? Really, him coming back, playing centre for the Warriors. What that team makeup looks last year. I guess the other question too is like, what about this year? Like the Warriors are still five and two starting off the seven games this year. Um, what does what does this signing do for the team, knowing that they've got one of the greatest rugby league players coming back to them next year? Probably probably gives them a bit of a, um, a lift as well. Yeah, yeah, I hear you on that. But uh, you know, so much so much can happen in twenty twenty three itself. And how many locks in the midfield de- uh, department of, of New Zealand rugby? Jordy uh, Barrett's played started three tests in midfield. Uh, many people want him at number twelve. Rico Yuwani, of course, uh, lots of tests on the wing, playing a lot at centre. David Harvey, Jack Goodhue hasn't played a test for, since twenty twenty. People, <laughs> people forget that he hasn't played since twenty twenty for the All Blacks. Um, he's had a litany of, litany of injuries, and great to see him back in recent times, of course. I think he's on the bench this weekend. Anton Lander Brown's another injured player. Uh, Quintal Pires, uh, another one who's come on the scene. But you probably rate two of us ship below all of those players, um, I, I, I could argue. Um, and then youngsters who I think it's, you know, Billy Proctor, Thomas Umunga Jensen, I think they're for 2024 and beyond. I, I don't expect them to, to receive a call. Uh, I'm interested to hear from... Roger, two of us. She, uh, small statement on the Blues uh, website here. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed my time here at the Blues and made some great mates over the past two seasons. Out of respect for the Blues, my teammates, coaches, and of course the fans, I'm not going into too much detail about my next move. One thing was clear uh, to me, though. Once I knew what my future held, I wanted to announce this quickly and shift the focus back to next season. I'm a Blues man now, and that's where all my energy is going. Uh, if it was my recommendation... I would highly encourage him to front the media to ask, answer all the questions, Kempe, because all his teammates are going to be asked about him for the next few weeks. Former Juno and me would do exactly that. Would do exactly that. So out of respect for your Blues teammates and coaches, I think he should front. You're dead right. And and, I, and I'm 100% behind that too, Dan. I think... Um, you know, there's so many different people in the mix. You know, you've got player managers, you've got CEOs of both Rugby Blues and, and rug, Rugby League Warriors and everyone having their 10 cents worth of um, how we're going to get messages out. Like, you've got to front the media. That's just your job. Like, you, you can't just roll out and say, oh, hey, guys, I'm signing, but by the way, I'm not going to say anything because I'm concentrating on rugby. Well, tough luck. You know what I mean? That's really poor management as far as media goes because they should be rolling them out dishing up one scrum, giving it all the questions that they want to have, and then yeah. to at the end of the day, go back to play rugby. 
at least you got it out of the way. Now you're just going to have people asking every day and every player around them, what do you think about Roger going to rugby league? It's going to drag on for, for donkey's years. Yeah, but rip the scab off. The news cycle is a natural cycle, but things move on. If you dealt with it, you dealt with it. I, I don't see any scandal on this. Man, free agent signs contract. Whoop-dee-doo. As man who is entitled to sign sport for fair market value does. Oh, it's scandalous, Kempe. It's scandalous, isn't well, it? So where's the scandal? Where is the scandal in it? And why don't you want to talk? Like, just do your job. Like, get out in front of the media yeah. and front it and say, look, this is why I signed it. Because someone's going to say, well, why did you sign? Why did you go back to the Warriors? Like, just answer the, the, the question. It ain't, there's no scandal in it. Should we do the press conference for him? <laughs> Quite easy, okay. Yeah, do you, do you want to be RTS or, 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 or the Juno? No, I'll be the Juno, you be RTS. Okay, sure. Right. So you've signed for the Warriors, how much did you make? Plenty. That's exactly right. And why did you come back to the Warriors and, and give up on your World Cup dream? I haven't given up on my World Cup dream. Uh, I, I'm returning in 2024 and I intend to be a world champion in rugby. So you still think you can win the Super um, competition this year and get yourself a World Cup jersey at the end of it. Absolutely. I have an innate sense of self-belief you would not understand. I, I, I feel categorically I'm good enough to do both. So Chance Nickel Clockstead's obviously the fullback, marquee fullback at the, the Warriors. Where were you going to fit in next year? Both of us are going to be on the field and torture for defences to deal with. That's a great answer, but what, are you going to play fullback or is he going to play wing? I don't really care. I'll play wherever the team wants me to play, and I'll play it down well. Do you think they should sign Sean Johnson? Yes. And do you have that? eyes? You to... Have you have you seen him this year? What do you oh, think? Have of course they I'd should. I'd sign him. Hundred percent. Yeah, Roger. I'd Thank sign, you, I'd sign him. I just wanted. I just wanted whether you'd want him to be back out there too. But could you imagine me running off short balls from Sean Johnson? Hell yes. <laughs> and what about your kicking game? Because you never had one in rugby league. Did, did you develop one in rugby union? Uh, none of us know because they, they never put me in a position to, to show that off. Now, that's me. That's Daniel McCarty revealing himself again. Uh, well, one more question, yeah. Roger, just before I let you go. Yeah. Did, yeah, did, yeah, Uncle sure. Nick, did Uncle Nick at the Roosters contact you at all? I, I'm in good dialogue with all my former clubs. I have I have open dialogue with all of them. Um, I was a free agent at the end of 2023. I would have been cutting off my nose to spite my face if I did not speak to all parties who could possibly have been interested. But I'm very happy with the decision I've made. And 2024 will be our year again. There you go. Was that difficult? I'll tell you what, the phone's going to run hot for you, Dan McCarty, at the end of the day. You will be <laughs> asked to do the, be the media manager at every national sport office in New Zealand. If only That's I had simple. sporting ability. <laughs> if only I had sporting ability. Some people might have, might have asked to interview me. All right, let's get to Pip from the TAB. She's been waiting patiently through that sort of body. And now I was going, hurry up, lads. Uh, Bit life on your favourite sports. Download the TAB uh, app today. G'day, Pip. What do you got for us? G'day, guys. I want to talk about the Warriors since you've been talking about RTS. And they are taking 84% of the money in their Anzac clash against the Storm at $3.70. There's been $1,000 on the Storm head-to-head -head at $1.25, however. And the best-backed try scorer for any time is Sean Johnson at $5.50. And don't forget, too, if you do place a same-game multi on the same game, three legs or more, and you miss by one leg, we 
will pay you a bonus bet up to $50 with the TAB. Uh, on tonight's game, the Eels v Broncos head-to-head split 50-50 there. Paying half best back anytime try score at $9. And the most popular power play is Sal and Cobbo first try scorer and Reese Walsh anytime try scorer at $23. What have, what have you got for the weekend, Pip, as far as we've got a big day at Pukekoe and, and, of course, down at Rickerton? Um, you got anything for us there in the, in the GGs? Yeah, in the two group threes, Arby's the best back in race number seven at three dollars and fifty cents. There's also been three thousand put on him at three fifty. Tav Attack best back in the other in race number eight at six dollars. Closely followed though by Andrew Forsman's White Noise at six point five and Habana for Lance Noble at four dollars and fifty cents. And there was also a thousand dollars put on Maria Farina at top four price at two dollars and seventy cents in that race as well. And we'll have the bonus back blitz across all of the four main meetings and power plays on each and every race too so if you're not wanting to take them on the nose uh, Kimpy might be a nice way to have a look at them there Nice Pip, brilliant stuff Go have a great weekend really do appreciate you dropping by thanks so much You too guys, see you later Uh, Watch a bit live on your favourite sports and racing at tab.co.nz Please gamble responsibly Keep your messages rolling in on the Temper Boot Post text machine on double eight double three. no matter where you are even if you're in Melbourne trying to get a rise out of us by Go the Storm against the One New Zealand Warriors Uh, Thank you very much uh, Jason, good to hear from you again Glenn writes, hi Daniel and Kempe in your opinion, why has RTD (laughs) not been a success in rugby? Well, you have not been able to uh, allowed to advertise uh, alcohol and rugby for a very long time, from what I understand. Uh, also, <laughs> RTDs are terrible, aren't they? They're absolutely disgusting. They're just sugar water with a bit of alcohol. Go out and get a real drink, Glenn. That's why it has failed to make a mark. I think you mean RTS. Someone is telling me. Uh, he means RTS. Oh, okay. Um, we'll get... What, what, you know what? We'll ask Sir John Kerwin that a little bit later this hour, shall we, Kempe? Maybe in about 10 or 12 minutes. That, ladies and gentlemen, is what they call a tease. It is uh, half past eight. This is Daniel and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. 28 minutes away from nine o'clock. 28 minutes before we depart. Although I'm back tomorrow on the Saturday session. You may have heard of it. It's kind of a big deal. Uh, that's where you can lock in uh, three times Commonwealth Games gold medalist Gary Anderson from 1990 to join the program to discuss the joys of... Competing in front of your home fans and winning gold. Of course, this is uh, based on, what, 2034? We might see the Com Games back here in New Zealand. Can't wait to catch up with Gary Anderson. What a bloke. Don't often hear him. Absolute champion. Four-time Olympian, I think it was. Olympic medalist as well. We are so thrilled to have him on the show tomorrow after 12 o'clock. That is a shameless plug, ladies and gentlemen. I did the tease earlier. This is a shameless plug. Uh, Let's get, though, to the... uh Job at hand, which is uh, working our way through to the top of the hour on this fine show. Uh, JK, not too far away right now. We've got poll time. Come on down, Robbie. Give us the details. It is poll time. Poll results time, specifically. Uh, we asked which signing would trump Roger Tuivasa-Shek returning to the Warriors. Geordie Barrett to the Storm. Baz picks up the bat for the Ashes. Chris Wood to the Phoenix or Stephen Adams to the Breakers. And in a bit of a landslide result... 60% Stephen Adams to the breakers. People want to see it. 100%. 100%. Bring the big man home, and underneath that uh, pale yellow shirt with a couple of black hoops, put a black singlet on and uh, run out there for your beloved Aotearoa, Mr. Adams. Please come on. Just once. Just once. Just one. Him. Just He's one. Got a, I'll take, what do you I'll think? I'll take Tony one possession at the stage. I'll take one possession at the stage. 
Oh, one position, one position, mate. He'd dominate <laughs> at that level. He would absolutely dominate, wouldn't he? Yeah. You know, you'd have you'd have you'd have Piero Cameron sitting on the sidelines dominating the coaches, and then you got Stephen Adams out there just running a muck out there in centre court. That would be so lovely. I'm 100% shocked. He only got 60% of the vote. I was expecting, you know, that that to be very high, like well above that, well above that. Uh, excellent stuff. Thank you very much, Robbie. Thank you very much, crew. Very good question. Now, now, now the problem is Kempi and I are just, you know, dreaming, dreaming of that happening. Hopefully yeah, it does no. come to fruition. Yeah. A couple more texts on the Temper Bird Post text machine. Morning, boys. I love RTS, but I can't see him making the Rugby World Cup squad, even with injuries. I would rather see a Thomas Umanga Jensen go. And then that looks like um, word salad. It looks like predictive text might have uh, ruined the end of your, your message, uh, Christos. Appreciate it. Uh, another one here from an unnamed texter. Does uh, RTS signing mean Pompey and Montoya, two outside backs, don't get a new contract extension for next season, Mr. Kemp? Oh, look, I, I, I dare say it does. It actually means that um, they're possibly having to go to market and looking elsewhere, or maybe even Valia, you know what I mean? So I think the signing of Roger has put the rest of them on notice that um, they've put the money where it has been going the last couple of years into Roger Tuivasa-Sheck, and we actually got, are going to lose some players. Um, Dan, you can't not sign someone of that calibre and expect it not to affect uh, your team in some way because of the salary cap and the way that it's managed. So... Um, expect a couple of losses to come from uh, players that are actually probably going all right this year. Can't keep them all, can you, Kempe? Unless you're the Crusaders and poach them. Only if you're Sydney City. Yeah, exactly. Some Enron and counting. Uh, we love your thoughts, whether it's uh, picking up the uh, Kenatai phone line on 0800-150-811 or texting us on double eight double three. Keep those coming in. There'll be plenty of chances for your correspondence, not only on this show, but to all of the shows throughout the day, I'm sure, not only on this uh, subject, but uh, another wild weekend of sport ahead. Uh, but we will dig a little bit deeper with one of the few men who understands what it's like to play for the Warriors, play for the All Blacks as well. Uh, Sir John Kerwin is going to uh, join the show. We can't wait to welcome him in. You are with uh, Daniel and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. The great Sir John Kerwin is up next. 19 minutes away from 9 o'clock. Before we depart at 9, we will catch up with Smithy to find out what's happening on his show after 9. Fear not, uh, the dulcet tones of the doyen before 9 o'clock. But Kempe, right now, boy, have we got a guest. Yes, that's right, Dan. And as if, as if the Warriors train couldn't get any more packed, the news broke yesterday that Roger Tuivasa-Sheck will return home to Mount Smart Stadium and the Warriors. And uh, guess what? Add another 10 carriages because he's going to bring them through the gates by the truckload. We've been lucky this morning to be joined by Sir John Kerwin, who is good enough to get up and uh, talk a little bit about his transition through uh, that cycle which was New Zealand rugby into the Warriors. Good morning Sir John and uh, tell me uh, JK did you get any of that east coast swell that's just been pushing through um, over the last couple of days? You know, I was down the beach last weekend and it was a bit rough so I didn't get that but I got it the week before so pretty happy the east coast has been going off actually it's been great. Yeah no I saw that as I was pushing through the coast yesterday um, it was about four foot actually in and around uh, the east coast on my way up. So um, maybe later on today, mate. Were you did surprised? You stop, did you stop? <laughs> yeah, stop, stop. I'll drive. I'll come pick you up. But uh, just tell me, just tell me, JK, were you surprised to hear the news yesterday about RTS signing with the Warriors? 
Yeah, I was I was really surprised, mate. I had an inkling. I had an inkling because I think players of that level, um, you know, if they feel that it's probably not working out as they planned, they don't want to waste a second by um, sort of guessing. You know, I think the most, and you know, I was thinking about it last night actually, and and um, you know, one of the things that pushed me to um, join the Warriors when I'd retired from rugby was the what if question that I asked myself every single night. Um, you know, because I turned the first offer down, as you know, and and you know, after six weeks, I'm going what if, and I think Roger will be the same. Um, you know, he would have had that what if I could make it in rugby and he has made it I mean he's he's made the All Blacks I think he's had a series of incidents starting with COVID with his shoulder now his cheek and he hasn't been able to get any sort of consistency with um, being on the field and Kevin you know what that's like mate you know you, know, you get into form you get confidence um, you know you get on a run he spent the first sort of three or four months relearning the game, you know, how to place the ball, that sort of stuff. The defensive angles are really, really different. So, you know, the last time he played, I thought he was outstanding, made a couple of defensive errors that are pretty common when you're learning, you know, a new game. So I think when you're getting later on in your career, he's got rid of that what if, you know, Mm. and um, he's gone back probably to where he thinks he feels more comfortable. Yeah, mate. From, as far as an experiment goes from the NZR, how do you think it's how it's gone for them, and um, do you think they've learned anything from it? Yeah, I think it's been positive. You know, I think um, we we two beautiful games, right? Um, I love both games, and I think to be fair. The rugby league has been winning the, the 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 talent conversation for a long, long time with some of our youngsters. So it's a complete competition around how we get these youngsters, how we bring them into the game. So, you know, Sonny Bill, I mean, you know, I was a big part of Benji coming over. Um, that didn't quite work out as we both wanted. Sonny Bill comes across, has a great career, goes back, continues that career. So, you know, I think it's an experiment that worked. I think if you're looking at holes in your in your future sort of squads, then, um, you know, the cross-talent, especially if someone like Roger who's played it at school, there's probably less risk. Um, you know, it's probably harder for Sonny who, who only played rugby league in his youth. So, yeah, I think it's been a positive. I mean, bums on seeds, Ken, but you know this. I remember when John Gallagher, you know, went to the UK from the All Blacks. He went to to rugby league and um, I was talking to one of the officials and they said look mate if we put 5,000 more bums on seats we're paid for them <laughs> so I'm pretty sure we're paid for them JK Daniel McCarty here uh, to your point about what if the what if I'm pondering when I look at the, the yet to, to be completed the yet to be completed rugby uh, uh, journey of Roger Tuvasek is what if they played him more at fullback and wing in my mind do you think positionally the they got it right playing him in midfield. Yeah, I think he's a midfielder in in our game just because he has an incredible um, step under pressure, and that gets you across the advantage line. I think the um, you know the tactical kicking game at fullback that you need in rugby would have taken him a little bit longer to secure. I mean, I don't think I've 
actually ever seen Roger kick at fullback. Um, you know, rugby league fullback is a kick, receive, bring it back as hard as you can, of which he's the best in the world. A rugby union fullback is catch the ball, heads up, see where grass is, and put the ball there. Um, I don't think he. I think he could have learnt that skill, but that's you know that's a skill that someone like, for example, Geordie Barrett had to work really hard on, and he's been in our game a long time and a great kicker. You know, it's one of those things that Bowden Barrett, when he plays fullback, is one of his X factors. He can see the backfield and put it there. So, I don't think fullback would have been his position in our in, in rugby union. So I think he was a midfielder. Uh, the problem, um, Danny, that I've got is just his bad luck and not getting enough time there. I reckon that's the only what if shit. What if he didn't get the shoulder review? What if there wasn't code? Of, what if what if what if you know he hadn't cracked his jaw? Because I thought he started the season really well. Yeah, and and of course you know you've got that COVID question that took a lot of a lot away from a lot of people. You've 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 made that transition, JK, where you've gone from NZR to the Warriors. Like, who's the biggest winner here out of out of all this? Is it RTS? Is it Rugby League or the NZR? Oh, I think all parties. Um, you know, I think Roger will look back on his... his you know, when I went to, to the Warriors, um, I had a fantastic time, Kempi. I learned a new game. I learned a new fitness style. Um, I, I met a whole bunch of new friends, you know. Um, I got paid for the first time in my life. So I think Roger will look back and say, look, I gave it a crack. Did it work out? like I wanted it to, well, I made the All Blacks. That was probably one of his goals. Um, and I had a great time. So for me, you know, and I've heard some amazing things about him. He's he's an incredible professional. You know, he's been very good for the young guys around the Blues. Um, so for me, it's a win-win-win. You know, I, I, uh, I, don't, see, I don't see any issues with, you know, cross-code. Um, hopping and, and for guys that want to finish their career and felt that they've you know exhausted every every dream they've got. Last one for me, uh, JK, and to your point, 25 games of rugby in total by my count. 25 games of rugby in, in total. It's such a small sample, isn't it? Uh, so, so it's a really salient point you do uh, raise indeed. But as far as this year and an All Blacks equation, of course going out and hopefully winning Super Rugby with the Blues is the first thing, but is he... In the mix, on the fringes, a long way back. How do you judge, you know, international rugby and RTS in 2023? Oh, I think he's definitely in the mix just because we have such a high attrition rate in our midfields at the moment. Um, and, you know, I think that Ian Foster and the All Blacks need to be selfish about one mission this year. So if we think that Roger is going to um, add to the squad and and be a big part of, of winning the World Cup, we, we need to take him. Um, so I don't think him going to the Warriors next year will affect that. I think if everyone's fit and well um, and he can't get on the field, he'll, he'll struggle. If he can get on the field um, you know, and, and get back out there and start showing some of the form he showed before his, um, you know, before his, his jaw, then I think he's definitely in the mix just because midfield is, is crazy at the moment. One thing that might go against him, um, although he might come back and play on the wing for the Blues, you know, they, they're playing him on the wing a bit, they're playing at midfield, and if you're an all-black back of that level, having a couple of positions will help.
Hey JK, we've seen it. We've seen it happen um, before. Where we've had players come back from rugby union to rugby league. A couple years, Sonny Bill comes back. He wins a final. Mark Gaznia went as an outside back and came back and took him a long time to get back into the groove at St George. What what, what did you learn? What was the biggest um, thing you learned by making that transition when you went back at, at your age? Um, I think for me it was um, you know the transition and learning the new game. And then um, my dad can you'll appreciate that this um, you know I was really worried about doing all the you know the, the the things in the game and my dad said to me son if you want respect from a rugby league team you take that ball back when they kick it downfield because the forwards are going to be tired so you just take it up son <laughs> you know <laughs> try and get two carries in the first set of six and at least you'll have the respect of the forwards and don't worry about too much else <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 mate, retrospectively, that was great advice, right? Um, you know, I don't, think I, I don't think I was a great league player, um, but I, I, I took the ball back when the, when the teammates needed it. I think Roger will, will slot straight back into rugby league. It's in, his, it's in his DNR. He's got that X factor. The only thing I would say is you've got nothing to prove, mate. You know, just get back and enjoy yourself. Um, you've got nothing to prove to anyone. And... I will. I will be very disappointed if people come out and say, "Oh, you know, Roger failed," because that is just ridiculous. He's uh, he's had a crack at another sport. He's made the All Blacks. Um, he's taken that what if out of his life. He's put himself out there. I always remember reading Michael Jordan's book, right, um, about going to baseball. And if you've ever watched that documentary, you know people said it was a failure, but he had a series of things. Um, you know, the softball strike and a few other things and the similarities between him and Roger yep. are amazing. But he was actually a bloody good baseball player, you know. So this has been, a, this has been probably not, not, the, you know, not the result that Roger probably dreamt of, but it's certainly not failure. I think it's an outstanding, um, courageous decision. I think you'll go back to rugby league. And he's coming to our team, mate. So watch out. We're going to win the <laughs> Two years in a row, Kempi. Two years in a row, mate. Brilliant. <laughs> Two years. It's our year every year from now on in. Uh, go the Wawa. Thanks so much. Go the Wawa. <laughs> Good on you, JK. Take it easy. Go get some of that swell. Back after this break, six and a half away from nine. Because then it's Smithy. Hello, Smithy. The floor is yours. We don't want to eat into your time. What have you got? Right. Today I've got Cameron George first up. Um, so uh, that is uh, my key interview uh, beginning the show. Then I've got a fellow by the name of Bill Robertson, who's an Napier City Rovers first team coach and the club manager. They just got a grant uh, from a benefactor for $500,000, Daniel. $500,000 from Rodney Green uh, to uh, the club, straight out. Yeah, fantastic. Sam McEwen, Ben Strang on my panel this morning, which is great. Uh, we'll have uh, Robbie Deans. We've got an interview with Robbie Deans this morning as well, just after 11 o'clock. Um, uh, because this fantastic record got broken the other day but uh, what's Robbie up to these days and his thoughts on Japanese and New Zealand rugby Michael Guerin also before midday Smithy that's a heck of a lineup, my friend would expect nothing less have a great show and enjoy your weekend Smithy see you mate you guys he's up next Kempe it's been another treat hope you've enjoyed your week mate enjoy your time with your whanau mate thanks Dan Huge thanks to everyone who's participated on the show during the week. Enjoy the remainder of your Friday. Catch you on Monday as we head off to the news with Aroha for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. In Smith, just moments away. Hold tight.